What's up, guys? Robin Slim Show. That was uh, from a band called Tom. Tom. Uh, Tom. Uh, Tom. T-O-O-M. Yes, Tom. <laughs> we Tom and the cream. Tom, Tom and the cream. You know I can't pronounce things. It's Tom. T-O-O-M. How do you say tune? How do you tune. spell tune? Yeah, all right. All right. You got me. Holy I suck. Fuck. We know this already. So it's called Tom. <laughs> That's the easiest uh, word to say. You can, you can find them on SoundCloud. It's T-O-O-M. Uh, that's Tomb. Tomb. And that was Tom. Al- Alternative California. Fames. Or uh, Tom, like Thesis. I like to call him. So. Tabroni. <laughs> Tabroni. Tabroni. Tuberculosis. <laughs> this is a really good band, Tuberculosis. <laughs> Sounds, like a, <laughs> Sounds like a punk band. Let's go on. We had uh, Daylight Shavings time, didn't we? Yeah, it was uh, yeah. last week. I yeah. Yeah. It's good. That's great. Daylight Shavings time. 
It's how we prove we're live. <laughs> Wednesday, November 5th. What's up, assholes? What's up, man? I like the uh, nice little blue suit you're wearing. Some sweet shit. Mm -hmm. You look like a pretty little boy in that. Almost reminds me of a, a, like a barber. Like, is that it is a barber shirt. It is a barber <laughs> shirt. <laughs> I think my friend Carberry got it from a thrift shop. And I was like, I'm stealing this. Stealing this, and I stole it. But, um, I'd worn it the night we got fired from the rat. <laughs> the last gig we did. And, uh, because we, uh, when we talked to Rick, I, I forgot how many months ago that was. For, like, the first time Christian was over, and you guys asked if I had pictures, and I didn't fucking, I, I had discs, and I bought an external hard drive, uh, floppy drive. But the discs, uh... Must have been so old they didn't fucking they didn't work. How'd you get canned from the rat? What happened? I think we talked about that, right? Um, in the old show, I don't know. If With we Derek, it up I think, uh, yeah, uh, did a gig, and uh, a lot of fucked up shit happened. <laughs> the uh, like usually when uh, like one of the salespeople sets up a gig, they got to be there too. Yeah, that broad wasn't there. Just everything went wrong that night. And then uh, the owner of the place was a real dick. We, Derek had had problems with him before uh, at other gigs. I forget what about. And uh, the guy was so insulted because it was like our first gig. Yeah. It's our first gig. The guy was so insulted that we showed up, me and Derek, like because we weren't one of the big name, the big name DJs at the, uh, at the station. He was so insulted he pulled like. Fucking two weeks of advertising, which is like forty grand or some shit. Wow, that's not your fault though. Like, and that's pretty much what it came down to. No, it's not our fault. And like, I was a little nervous because it was first gig, but it went pretty well. Uh, Rick and uh, his girlfriend at the time, Natalie, showed up and, and they were there, and they even said it went pretty good. Uh, Derek was there. He was gonna wear because it was like some game show like thing. Like we had a. Uh, like questions and shit so I was like alright I'll just wear like something that looks like a leisure suit so I wore this <laughs> amazing piece of shit and uh, Derek was Derek was supposed to wear a dress they wanted him to wear a dress <laughs> like, a, like what is it like a Vanna White dress yeah <laughs> yeah that's what it was supposed to be he was supposed to be by Vanna White but um and this was said by the lady who set it up which was the uh, programming director of the station his wife so, like, this went by her. Like, everything was okay, you know? Everything's okay until the guy who owns the club gets pissed at your outfit and pulls, like, two weeks worth of advertising. They got pissed that we smoked at the table. Yeah, you're not supposed to smoke at the table. But we did it everywhere. We fucking did it at every gig. And this guy was so butthurt that I had a cigarette at the table because that's back when you could still smoke in uh, back when venues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember when you could smoke in a mall? That was fucking good. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. But, um, yeah, the guy was so pissed. He was such a dick. What a schmuck. Did he at least compliment um, you on your suit? No, no, no. This was one of the problems he had. And <laughs> I'll get to that later because that comes into this. I would have more of a problem with a guy in a dress. Uh, yeah, well, Derek didn't even wear that. Derek wore, uh, you'll see in the pictures, that's what uh, the pictures come in. I found, actually, pictures I printed out. There's some from that night and everything. Um... What was I going to say? Yeah, it's it's fine and dandy when you're doing shit to, you know, get attention to the station. Even if it's, like, bad shit, it's okay. But unless it comes down to their fucking, their pocket, you know, their wallets, that's when they have a problem. And I think on the way home, we stopped for gas. Because <clears throat> you're supposed to gas up the van when you use it. Like, every time. So we stopped for gas, and these fucking whores at the gas station were like, 
screaming at us, asking for shirts and shit. We're like, we we don't have any. Get out of here. They called the station and said that we were trying to rape them. <laughs> wow, what? just because you wouldn't give them a fucking shirt. Yeah, they said we were. Uh, uh, and what happened was the gas station attendant was there because they started screaming at us, saying they were going to do it. I think they might have even done it right there on their cell phones. And the gas attendant was like, so so pissed off at the uh, uh, what they were saying. They, they they were saying we were harassing them for their phone numbers and like grabbing them and shit. But like I said, all they did was ask for t-shirts, and we were like, no, nah, we don't have any. That's all it was. And the the guy at the gas station called the rat right there and talked to the DJ, told him, you know, everything that really happened. And again, that's something in the emails well, that uh, the, 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 these girls made a complaint. Before we go to, to that stuff, I'm curious, you, uh, the gig you did, you said it was like a game show type of thing. Well, what did you and Derek do? Well, first we just set up the table like you always do. You set up a table, you know, you have entries for whatever the fuck you're giving away. And then I got up on stage. I had to get up on stage. It was uh, Jenkinson's. And this, like, crowd that was listening to some band, and I had to tell them, you know, to come out, and I had this thing going on, blah, 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 and it was, like, it was a really stupid, like, contest. It was, like, I was giving, what, what's that, um, slogans from companies, like, oh, okay. easy, breezy, beautiful, and then you had to give me... Cover girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Exactly, and then you got a point, and then it was a point, and whoever won, I don't know, they got entered for a Jeep or whatever the fuck. The rat gives Jeeps away for everything. So that's probably <laughs> what it was. And, uh, an original cunts. And so then, yeah, so then that was, that was a game show premise, and I was this wacky game show host. But, um, <laughs> they were so stupid. They were so fucking stupid, these people. I was going easy, breezy, beautiful. Easy, breezy, beautiful. Easy. And Head then, shoulders. I, and nobody was nobody's saying shit. And finally, I screamed, cover girl. I'm just screaming at these people. <laughs> people are fucking idiots. Like, so I'm screaming at these people. I'm all pissed off. It's so uncomfortable. So bro. it was just a miserable night oh, all around. Terrible. All these <laughs> drunken fucking retards who couldn't get cover girl and just for the taste of it or whatever the fuck else there was, like slogans. It was fucking terrible. And then we left. Then we left. And then, then you get but some like emails I said, next But it was set. no problem when we were plastering, you know, another station's uh, vehicle with our bumper stickers where they had to have a towed <laughs> back to New York. That was okay because, you know, that didn't cost some money. It was, it was okay when you were doing shit like that. But when, you know, yeah, the fucking sales asshole. Now, those guys are usually so, have their heads I found not ass. only did I find the pictures, but first I'll read... The emails that were going forth between the uh, programming, di programming director from the station <laughs> and Derek, and then I got into it, too. So, let me see. Should I say his name? <laughs> the big D in Derek. Uh, that's a tough one. I mean, it's Don't matter to, you, to me. I don't give a flying fuck what Go Carl Teckert thinks. <laughs> Carl. All right. Fuck but, it. um, <laughs> Carl Kraft is his stage name, but his real name is Carl Teckert. I used to pick up the paychecks. So, <laughs> this goes on. This is an email <laughs> that's been going on between Derek and Carl. I need a little elbow room. <laughs> And this was like he gets this the night or like the next morning? Um, well, we were already fired. We were already fired. Oh, okay. Long and fired. we just wanted an answer. Why? Because nobody gave us a fucking straight answer. Nobody gave us a solid answer. You know, what the fuck happened? So and hold on, wait. You got fired right after that night with the game show thing? You came uh, in and got fired? Or? No, we went in, um, what was it, Wednesday? 
I think it was my day in the office. So we went in. Like, before that, like, everybody, everybody in the place, we were the fucking bee's knees. They all, you know, talked to us. They loved us. Everybody in the hallway from sales to whatever. They loved us. But that day, I walked in. And one of the sales guys just walks by and go, ugh. Oh, wow. Like, it was, it was just, <laughs> you went from being fucking Jesus to being, ugh. People are just, just looking down when they walk shit. by you. And- yeah, yup, yeah, like, looking down, exactly, like, just disgusted at us. Hey, Ed. Fuck you, Rob. <laughs> just shit like that. Oh, I didn't say hi to Charles anybody. Manson. So, yeah, we went to some, they had another building in town that they store shit at, so we just went there and we just... We just hung out in there all day and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but uh, then we went back, and then the next day, the dude, Doug, from the station called me to fire me. And his story to me was that I, we'd just been there too long. We weren't getting uh, college credits anymore. So oh, wow. that, that was what he told me, and that's what later this goes into. <laughs> so uh, for I guess Derek, I don't have the original message he sent, but this is uh, Carl getting back to him. So... I guess he asked, you know, what complaints they had about us and blah, blah, blah. So here's Carl. Carl Kraft at WRAT.com. Carl cunt. Yeah. Okay, complaints. Here's a couple. You didn't leave a phone number in any of your messages, and I've already redone all my employee sheets. We had lists of, like, everybody's phone numbers. So I guess he, they were right away, they wiped us off. Uh, So, yeah, I've already done all of my employee sheets. So in the future, it's good piece of advice to leave the phone number you're calling from when leaving a message at a business, all in caps, especially if you'd like a return call. Jeez. Wow. Two. That was number one. Two. Dick fuck. You got dumped because you and Rob poorly represented the radio station to uh, radio station and me at a major client. The poor job you did resulted directly in us losing advertising revenue. In general, people who do get fired from radio... Wait, in general, people who do that get fired from radio. Perhaps they don't teach that in school. Dude, he's Such just being a, a dick. Cunt, like, right? He, like, I'm getting yeah. douche chills just he reading He opened this. up the <laughs> email chills. with degrading you guys. Dude, he's just like, a bitter motherfucker. Yeah, the email was basically started out with, you guys are dumbasses because you didn't leave a number, this so obviously like you don't like know what you're doing. Himself, too. Oh, yeah. He's like, someone oh, yes, he really is. This yes, if, if you don't like and, and this ass guy's ass, like, you're just scum. Carl... Trek is it? Trek? Tech? Te- Tecker. Tecker. Carl Tecker. All right. Check, chubby Checker. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, Chubby Checker. Carl Tecker. <laughs> Look him up uh, on Twitter. Carl Craft <laughs> is what you can find him under. Um, or number three. You ready for three? There's four, so we're only on number three, and this is a big three. If you're concerned about your shift, uh, I guess he was all, I guess Derek also asked, because we also did um, late night radio shift, on air shift. Uh, if you're concerned about your shift, it goes hand in hand. <clears throat> with your misrepresentation of the rat in this event. I will never put anyone on air uh, if I feel they cannot represent the ethic and attitude while not on air. As program director, I take all departments into consideration, not just on air. In addition, I am not a broadcast school. I was and am not here to teach you how to become a professional air personality. You didn't have the basic tools necessary to carry off a shift, and I don't have the time to teach you the basics. I was hoping to try to spend that time with you because you showed interest, but your own actions proved uh, to me that my efforts would be mislaid. 
It sounds wow. like he didn't like you guys from the beginning because you would think if he cared, he would have pulled you aside after this event and been like, look, Dude, guys, you yeah. can't Oh, yeah, up. he was just caring. Let's, yeah. you know, like, this situation. let's work on this. Let's work yeah, something out. Yeah, like, he like he didn't like, like you from the beginning. It seems mm. like he was like, this is strike one, two, and three, you're fired. He was another one. He loved me. He had me on the morning show once a week. Oh, had really? Me on the, yeah, that's a whole other story. That's a long, long story. <laughs> For another, another show. Time. Yeah, yeah. It's it an awesome story. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll tell that maybe next week. We'll have an ongoing saga. Okay, um, and then, then this is what. Um, okay, I'm sorry, I did have his. Wait, did I have his original Derek's? But I'll, I'll read it afterwards um, because he had mentioned something about this. So, number four, I do bleed for this goddamn place and every other oh, station bleed. I've worked he at. Bleeds for that place out of yeah. his asshole. More like sucks whatever money he can get out of it. And every other station it I've worked sucks at for the damn place. Every day, sometimes the blood is dealing uh, is because of dealing with people like you. Wow! That that yeah, calling you scumbag. That being said, you could use me as a reference, but all of the above and more, both positive and negative, will be shared with whomever contacts me. So that was yeah, Carl's. Did you use him as a reference? Because that would have been a great reference. I never did. Uh, I don't know if Derek did. Anyway, I, I, the original message, I think. Yes, I'm sorry. I did have it. I should have read that first. I'm a fucking dunce. But, so yeah, first, I guess Derek had sent, Hey, Carl, it's your old weekend jock, Derek. The big D in parentheses. Um, I'm assuming your voicemail isn't working since you haven't called me back yet. I'm getting very annoyed that you are not returning my calls. You were supposed to get in touch with me about four months ago. So, yeah, this is going on four months. Holy shit. Um, and his his subject here, Derek sending him that, was it's Derek for the fifth time. So this is the fifth email he wrote. So <laughs> Derek did not stop. I love him. He's like a fucking, just a gnat that doesn't Carl stop. Carl only replied because he wanted the emails to stop. That yeah, probably. You were supposed to get in touch with me four months ago, unless, of course, you meant for me to read your mind. So I've taken it upon myself to make up a reason as to why I'm not currently employed at your station. I think it would sound best if I just tell future employers that I left to pursue bigger and better things. Sounds good? You not replying will lead me to believe that you agree and that my story sounds good and also that you will go along with my story and give me a good reference. And yes, I did plan on using you as a reference considering that you were my boss for six months. Plus, it's the least you could do for me being, for me, being that I did everything but bleed for your station for a year without pay. So if you have a complaint about anything in this letter, you can either call me at... Blah, 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 blah. Or you could simply reply to this email by 5602. I love that it gave him <laughs> a fucking date. So then it goes on. There's Did Carl reply at that date or before that date? I can't really tell. Uh, it doesn't really say. He seems like the type of dick that would wait like to the next day after that date. Well, it's exactly one day after. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. This looks like it's from Derek again. Maybe back to Carl. Uh, Oh, no, this is to me explaining, explaining all that. All right. So then, yes, this is uh, Carl coming back. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> I was under the assumption, I guess another thing he had asked was why we got fucking let go. So, Carl again. I was under the assumption that Doug covered, with, covered that with you ad nauseum. I assume that because that's what he told me he would do, and even as recently as yesterday, he told me he did go over that with you. You apparently think that I owe you something. But honestly, Derek, you won't get anything out of life with this world is against me attitude. I don't 
image, which is supposed to be imagined. I don't imagine you would mind telling me. Uh, that's in quotes. That stuff doesn't work with me, and you should know it because for a while you had my trust. Oh, oh playing the trust game. He's a like the dad. Like the, that's what I was going to say. He's the really disappointed lame. father. Closet <laughs> homo dad. Like, yeah. <laughs> like the dad from Moral Oral. <laughs> All right. That's a so, fucked up so, Andy Griffin show here. Y'all lost my trust, so, boy. I sent Carl Kraft an email. <laughs> right. And this I'm is where... It fucking totally fucking rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, it's Rob. I left you a message with a phone number a couple of times and you didn't get back to me. Even though I had seen you that last morning, the only complaint you said uh, Jenks had was that we were late when we were there an hour early. Jeez. It was my first gig and I did my best. I'm really sorry I showed up late when your wife, whose client it was, didn't even show and radio edit and radio edit showed up just to drink i don't know about poor representation the clothes i wore i had told angela about the week before that's what he said bad representation uh blah 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 i heard that uh someone thought derek named you because yeah that was another thing he thought derek blamed him for us not having prizes i said i heard that somebody blamed you thought derek uh named you for us not having prizes when all he said was that they got pulled and he never named anyone, and he never named anyone. The same goes for the Van Keys. He never mentioned blank. Uh, just that they weren't there when he went to pick me up. As far as the gas station incident, the gas station attendant called Steve Hook and told him exactly what went down. We did smoke at the table, and we apologized repeatedly to that, uh, for that to Doug. I knew people in the crowd... Uh, that said they heard me fine. That was another thing he said. People in the crowd couldn't hear me. But people had said they, they heard me fine. And even Natalie said I looked fine and she could hear me. The manager and the sound guy uh, said they couldn't hear me, though, and yelled at me. Yeah, that was true. I, I think those guys yelled at me. I don't remember too much. This is 2002. Just real quick, uh, was there an email before that or were these things he said to you in person? Because These were things I... Yeah, I, there must have been. There must have been, been something like else in email. there. But yeah, this is all I could find. But, but yeah, there, right, there must have you. been something that... He, you must either, have already he been... He might have came back to Derek Moore with this kind of shit. Right. Because yeah, this shit was all uh, addressed because this was shit he had said. Gotcha. Um... Okay, and to make it worthwhile, I never even got paid like I was promised. Yeah, they promised to pay me like fucking 80 bucks or something, and I fucking called them for like months, the person in charge of that, and I never got paid. To make everything nice and worse, the reason we were told we were being let go is because we were t there too long and weren't going to be able to receive additional credits. That's some code of rat, rat ethics. Nice. We worked our asses off for your station. Thanks. And what he replied? Because I guess none of that shit he had been told. Thanks for the info, Rob. Wow. And that's the last I heard from that cunt. What a that bleeding cunt. Man. And then there was a silly side what note. A dildo. Silly <laughs> side note. Ooh. They had um oh, the guy that took me and Derek's, you know, he ended up getting the the shift that we had on the weekends, late night air shift. I just wanted to fuck with him. So, <laughs> who was I in this? I forget. What was my name? Oh, my name was just Bud. I sent an email <laughs> from somebody's somebody else's email address, or maybe I had another fake one. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I sent Carl 
Carl, a fucking message says, Bud, hey there, huge fan of the station, but I have a complaint about one of your overnight guys. When I was listening two weeks ago, the guy came on after the tour bus. I didn't catch his name, but he said fuck a few times. <laughs> Not to mention played a lot of unedited songs. Don't worry, I didn't report you to the FCC or anything like that. I just thought it would be best for you to hear from a faithful listener of the morning show than some uh, FCC asshole. Please keep in mind to inform you guys to watch what they say next time. I might not be the one telling you about this. Keep up the good work on your show. Peace, bud. And I think I sent another one, too. Huh. Did they get back to you on that one or no? Uh, yes, he did. Hey, that was pretty... We take that pretty seriously around here. I guess not seriously enough to fire him. <laughs> Actually, very seriously. Any chance you can remember which day it was? I'm starting a new guy. It's possible that he left the mic on by mistake. If you can remember that day, let me know. Thanks for being a conscientious, conscientious listener, Carl Kraft. And this is a memo. This is just a memo. This is what I'm saying to you how much they loved us. <laughs> this was a memo from... Uh, Oh, this was actually Doug, the head of promotions, who wrote this memo hanging on the uh, walls. I would like to send out some kudos. This is from uh, 6-8-2001. Send out some kudos to several people here at the station. Uh, the past weekend, <clears throat> we had our annual Cancer uh, Society Relay for Life. Anyone who participated in the past knows how time-consuming it could be, but also fun, blah, blah, blah. There were several players who made it all happen for the rat. People who contributed uh, money we raised at our booth, selling shirts, candy, blah, blah, blah. People who kept the pulse going uh, as the event went on. Kudos to Carl. First time contribution. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Most of all, I would like to thank all the interns who devoted their time. Tim, Derek, Travis, Yvonne, Rob, and Matt. These guys stayed up with me all night, hanging out, walking the track, selling merch, protecting our flags, and keeping spirits up and cold. Even though they worked from 10 a.m. that morning... We're all day at their other jobs. We're at River, uh, River, River Fest in Red Bank. Extra special kudos to Derek, Rob, and Travis. And Travis wasn't even fucking there. Derek is still... If I showed him this, he would probably fucking rip it in half. <laughs> I Ex wish you could get Derek on the phone, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I should have. I should have uh, planned, I should've, I'm like, planned sorry, to have, I him, interrupt have him on with us for this. That would be cool. Uh, but I'm sure we can revisit this anytime. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, one of those things. So, uh, yeah. Extra special kudos to <clears throat> Derek, Rob, and Travis for then going to the Red Bank uh, for Riverfest until 5 on Sunday. So if you see any of the guys I mentioned in the hallway, especially the interns who are doing it without pay, please stop them, shake their hands, and say thank you. We have a great, unique crew this summer, and I want them to feel appreciated. It's all fake bullshit is what it is because, yeah. like, yeah. To sit there and say that, and then you fuck up once, or you do one yeah. thing that they didn't like. Well, and we like you're did gone. a lot of shit, though. We had, <laughs> no, like I said, presidents of other stations calling ours to get us fired, and there was a lot of shit. There was a lot of shit. There was other shit that happened, but yeah, that was all like praise. It was all like good job. That's awesome. You got us on the map, type of shit. But yeah, then like you said, once it comes down to money, yeah, it's always about the almighty dollar in America nowadays. Yeah. Well, you know what? You, you've moved on to better things. You're doing an internet radio show of a guy that can't even pronounce tomb. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's going great. This is going great, everybody. Is that... I wouldn't get those wet or anything. Yeah, those are... Um. <laughs> oh, you got the pictures. These are some pictures. This was like uh, Walmart. We oh, did uh, that's what I wanted drive. To I wanted to revisit that you said in that email that uh, they said that you rep misrepresented the company because of what you were wearing. Like... 
What you're wearing is amazing. How but I, I also like showed the woman in charge of that fucking gig. This is what I'm gonna wear. What? She thought it was great. What did ev- what did everyone think? He's too well dressed to represent her so. company. He's too sharp well, of a man. Once you see the pictures, you will know yeah. that I was a suave motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just a regular that's gig just, we yeah, did. We used to make collages for them, and they loved it. All my shit I made, you know, they hung up on the walls. This is a couple different things. This is out. Uh, with Rick as the rat Scott, the rat Scott they called it. Then Derek falling in love at Mardi Gras. Us on Halloween, and again, there's a Christmas picture in there. I'll, I'll pass you around the Halloween one next. And Derek and his girl, they're good. And who's, then who's I'll the, show you the gig that got us fired. Who's the guy in the uh, the mascot outfit or whatever? That's that Rick. Is. Rick Rick always wore that. Oh okay. He got paid. They pay like our, a lot for that. Our buddy Rick. Yeah yeah awesome. Rick Johnson. Cool cool. From the welding room. And like I said, that's. Oh yeah. That. Oh, and that's that Halloween you, one. That's you right there. Yeah, yeah. That we were Jules and Vern from uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, fucking cool, Pulp man. Fiction. Yeah. Oh. And then this is the night, the Corona gig. It was a Corona gig. Yeah, it was. I didn't realize that. This is the night you got fired. Yeah, I thought it was Bud Light. Let me see. Let me see. Oh Let shit, see. he's in like coal face and everything. Yeah, dark and black. <laughs> oh, we had me on stage too. That is fucking rocking. I'll put that last in the in the pack. <clears throat> this is riveting for everyone at home. We're looking at pictures. <laughs> yeah, this is great radio. Like I but, said, uh, you've moved on to bigger things. <laughs> um, let me see. Yeah, dude, you look sweet, man. Right? I, I, I had the know, fucking dude. hair pulled back. The fucking sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was pissed. I forgot um, the sunglasses tonight. You even got like a fucking, is that like a tux jacket over uh, over the suit? You got some kind of Show jacket over there. You see, you got, you're got wearing something. Oh, yeah, it was like the sweet sweater I had. Oh, okay. Sweet, <laughs> sweet sweater. I. It was like winter or something. It was a Corona gig. Corona the Corona gig. girls were there. Ooh, they're fucking hot. Did you hit that? No. Oh. <laughs> No. <laughs> that was pretty quick for it. No, yeah, no, I never. I don't think you misrepresented anything, man. I think I want to I want to listen to the rat now just because of this sweet guy. Well, you're never going right to hear here. this guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a Christmas party. That's That was Rick, and the, the present he got me was a mullets galore calendar. And he just got Derek a, a calendar of, like, Baby twins. It was really, <laughs> really amazing. <laughs> Baby twins. And then this was That's just awesome. Oh, this is when I went to Toronto. They sent me to the um, Dave Matthews Band concert and the Toronto Beer Fest. That was fucking cool. Oh yeah, really? I just threw that together. I love beer fest. Oh, it was so cool, dude. I probably shouldn't put. That's pretty cool. Mm. I have the original tickets and shit still at home. And then, oh yeah, you could look over this another time if you want. The Big D and Dirty Rob show proposal. But these are the rats, and I want to invoke these here. The rat pack guidelines. The ethics of the rats. The ethics of the rats. Yeah. Are we going to start following these? Is I, this going to be the so. Rob and Slim show? I didn't even read these, but yeah, I'm just going to like cross that out and put the Rob and Slim show's rat, uh, rat pack guidelines. Yeah, we'll be the rat pack. I don't give yeah. a fuck. We'll call we might have to change that. them up a little bit. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll yeah. brainstorm, you know. Let's What's see. the first one? Let's see what we got. Uh, be punctual. That's okay. all right. Courteous and respectful. Yeah, bullshit. All right, so we'll change so, it to be punctual. Right there. Yeah, <laughs> an asshole and and, and uh, a lot of people off. 
<laughs> um, socially unacceptable and what's that? Sexual harassment. We need that. So, sexual, yeah, yeah, we yes. want that here. Yeah. <laughs> Always make the best impression. Call ahead of time if you will not be making it to a gig or you were scheduled for. That's all right. You will be getting directions from the promotion director. If you find yourself with nothing to do, by all means, take the initiative to find something to do. If we ever hire guys to do like gigs for us, we're not going to give them any directions. We're just going to be like, uh, meet us out here, and it's just going to be an empty fucking field, and they got to figure out where <laughs> they are going to go. And then we set it there. on fire. <laughs> 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 this will be a fun experience for you, but it is also a business. Everyone works hard here, and we expect that of you too. Yeah, I like that. And don't dress nice, because we'll fire you for yeah, that Yeah, don't be a snazzy <laughs> motherfucker. Please don't ask the promotions director or any other rat staffers for tickets, passes, blah, blah, blah. They may be offered to you from time to time. Regard them as perks. Your input is always welcome. Suggestions can be submitted. This is so boring. Remember, yeah, you were here to learn. Do not be afraid to ask questions. Especially... Here to learn? I thought you weren't here to learn. Didn't fucking Carl say yeah. he's not there to teach yeah, you guys? He, he wasn't in school. That. Yeah, that he's not a school. Bullshit, guess, he broke the ethics. I guess all the uh, peons beneath him are supposed to teach. Not him, he's above that. Oh, these guys that come out with this uh, shit are a bunch of jerk-offs anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, blah, 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 there's a bunch of other shit. Always wear your rat shirt at station events. If you looked in that picture, I had this open with a rat yeah, shirt Yeah, yeah, I did see that, yep. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Please give one week's notice. You can't make assignment. Uh, you're part of the rat pack. Work with us. Not again. Hey, so. rat pack, hey. Hey, oh, we're in the rat pack. pack. Hey, buddy, this is the rat pack over here. No loitering in the lobby unless working. What the fuck is that? How do you loiter and work at the I same used to time? <laughs> there were nights I just slept on the couch in the lobby, so I, think that's I, I would that's just like, assume that's loitering. That's good for, like, brainstorming and shit, though, if you're just hanging out with the people you work with and shit in the lobby. Like, that should not be yeah. something they should stop but you from doing. I don't understand how you loiter and work at the same time. <laughs> we had a friend, Matt, and he would disappear. There was a crack house right next to the <laughs> station. Oh. He would disappear there for, like, half a day, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He was, he was amazing. The rat must have been keeping that building going. I meant to look for those looking. pictures, but I got pictures from other things with him in it. He was crazy. He was like bipolar, dude. He was scary and <laughs> amazing at the same time, dude. He was awesome. Um, all right. It's all bullshit. You must be 21 or bars and clubs. Please wear appropriate clothing. No ripped jeans. Friends are not encouraged to come to gigs. Oh, uh, whatever. Why can't you bring your fucking friends to Wow, games, I did bring a lot of friends to yeah. one, and that was... I don't understand. That, that goes with the other story I was talking about. Oh, okay. I think that'd bring out more, like, uh... Well, you're bringing more business to the venue, yeah, More too, business, so yeah, that's what I meant. They would yeah. want you back, yeah. like, if you bring your friends. And it's cool, like, this is, you're kind of a uh, quasi-celebrity at that point, you know? It's cool, like, to, for your friends to see you in action. Yeah, I, so. I would think you would be allowed to bring friends to a party. Oh, I wish I still had the, um... Memos from this. This is I'm just looking over, you know, something else about the vans and shit. Uh, we were supposed to pay tolls, and we never did. Me and Derek, we uh, we just ran every toll booth. <laughs> we did not give a shit because we weren't getting paid. And you could pay and get receipts and submit them, and then wait months to get the thirty-five cents back. But we were at a point we were just not paying tolls, and. In, like, one month, they just had a stack of tickets mailed to them <laughs> with the rat van. And we were like, look, it takes forever to get, you know, the money back. We're not making much. You know, we're spending money to come up here. And we just didn't have the money. And we just decided we're not paying tolls anymore. Nice. And they were like, all right, we'll get Easy Pass. Well, with the, oh, what cool, did, man. did they, uh, with the uh, gas, did they pay? Did you have to pay for it or was it uh, the station's money? We would pay it. And then they would uh, 
The gas they actually had a card for. Yeah. They actually had a card, but yeah, the, the tolls were just like Easy Pass had just come out and they like didn't have it yet, but yeah, they got it because of me and Derek. <laughs> well, you should have did for the for the tolls though. You should have just had like a fucking thing of candy and just you throw it against the wall and then honk your horn. And Sometimes drive away. I would just throw Fuck pennies yeah. or whatever, but. I've seen I've seen guys just hot in throw, here. gotta open that window. Just throw nothing but pennies in some of those tolls. Sometimes they, they yeah, just, I've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> you miss that. on purpose and then you honk the horn and they're like that. Oh, or if you throw them in there, if you throw enough, it, it'll just keep counting and you'll drive through and it won't go off. Oh, okay. I had a friend whose uncle threw like bottle caps and shit forever, man. Mm-hmm. That's all he ever did, and just honk the horn like you said. Uh, that's what I wanted to ask you. Um, so, like, did, do you miss doing that, or do you enjoy doing this more? Well, I didn't do as much on air back then. I did a lot more promotion. It was fun. You know, being in, like, your early 20s, you went out every night. You got free beer and all that shit. It was fun. It was fun. It was cool. Having shit to give out. Like, people want to talk to you just because you're with the station and shit. That's yeah. cool. But, uh, I think this is more fun. Because I remember once, uh, even being on the air... With Carl in the morning, I said something that he sh- he went to break over. Oh, really? He dumped it, I guess? It, it was, uh, I don't think he dumped out, but he's like, that's something from O&A. And it, it was something from Andrew Dice Clay. It was like one of his lines, I just said it to be silly. And, uh, <laughs> oh, that's from Opie Anthony. No, it wasn't from Opie Anthony. It was from Andrew Dice Clay. It was from one of his fucking lines and uh, from his comedy acts. And, yeah, just because Dice was friends with O&A. He's like, oh, I don't need them calling. He's freaked out. <laughs> I don't need their, their fans harassing <laughs> they us. They do have some amazing Yeah, fans. they do, bro. <laughs> he was scared. He was fucking scared. He, he, he's like, never do that again. And then after the break, we got back on, and he was freaking the fuck out. Hmm. All right. Um, How about we take a break? You guys down for a break? Yeah, yeah, man. Gotta get right, that cool. window open. I'm dying. It's yeah, fucking hot. Whew. All right, guys, uh, oh. we are going to take a break, and we will be back. You're going to play some stuff? Yeah. Okay, I had the Pandora ready. I just got to, uh... All right, we're taking a break. got to queue shit up. We will be... So it'll be a moment. Back. All right, Robin Slim Show, we are back. Um, oh, there we go. What's so up, guys? Now, uh, Matt, you had a story that you wanted us to talk about. Yeah, I... Uh, I... Every now and then I have CNN at the CNN app on my uh, iPhone, and I uh, every now and then I check it. And I, I seen this story today. It made me. I actually laughed when I first read it, and <laughs> I'm still laughing about it because it's just so fucking pathetic. Like a 90 year old man in Florida was arrested oh on Sunday for feeding the homeless. Wait, he was arrested for feeding the homeless? As he should be. They're dirty homeless fucking <laughs> I would rather throw an outfit or a sandwich away before I gave it to a dirty bum. I just, Fuck you, bums. You're obviously there for a fucking reason. You're not good with money. Even though I'm not good with money, I'm not wasting it on crack and fucking liquor in a bag. Okay. Fuck you. I, just, I thought it was funny because it wasn't like he like was... Doing something like you would think, like a ninety-year-old man, maybe didn't pay his taxes or something like that. Yeah, but this or guy, like rape the boy. Oh, rape the boy. Like, he got arrested with pastors. He's a pastor. Yeah, yeah he was a good guy. Yeah, we're like, we're, we're like, like some of these like child molesters. Program. It takes them like years before they fucking catch up with them. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, like Slim. Like Mr. Sandusky. <laughs> <laughs> what is the charge he's facing? Uh, they. I didn't. Instead of something. Charge like, for I, giving out a sandwich. I guess they have like some rule. You can't help hand out public 
food in public? It's like feeding the animals. It's like yeah, don't it's feed the animals. Ban public food sharing is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. New, it's, it's fucking a new law. stupid. And he's facing possible jail time. It would have been like at a five hundred dollar fine. I could see if he put like strychnine <laughs> in it or like at least jizz in it or something. Yeah, if he like... busted a nut in this stuff, and I could see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, give him the guy some jail time. But he was just him. He's been doing it. And the thing about it is, like, if you read the article, it tells you he's been doing it since 91. He is not making right. any profit off yeah. of it. Yeah. What's just, wrong with He's that? just a gold old man just trying to hand out some food. Some what about a soup kitchen? It's That's like you yeah, said. Exactly. Same thing, it's man. It's like you said. Like, it, it's, it's all about the dollar with these motherfuckers. Well, is that what the whole, like, what? I want to know more about this law, the uh, the banned public food I, sharing. I just, like, just, what's, it, it just... It doesn't Why really would you have to ban public food sharing? Is I, it like, are you spreading diseases I or something? I guarantee it's some type of tax issue, like taxing so? food it's, it's, or something. Could be, could be. I guarantee. It's probably because of Ebola is what it is. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. They were Ebola <laughs> sandwiches, and now I'm starving. Get me a but sandwich. It says it's part of the city's first crackdown on uh, on the uh, ban public food sharing. I don't I don't know oh. too much about it. But uh, we'll he, he, put, it. he says in it, he's like, the officer tells me to drop the plate right now like I had a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's ridiculous. Hey, if anybody knows more about this banned public food law, call uh, 1-609-891-8896. We'd like to hear more about it. Because I'm too lazy to look it up myself. Um, Rob, you better you... Uh, cut up that first clip because Ricky didn't listen. He oh, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He it's, said he had a phone call that he had to take, but he wanted to hear that. I guarantee it's just one of those stupid I'm actually gonna start fucking laws like right that yeah. some asshole oh. politician what? just dished out just to make it look like he was actually doing something what other were you than saying? fucking hookers in his, like, office. You know? I thought you were asking him something. Yeah, I was actually going to say something to you. Is uh, you're, you're not a fan of helping out the homeless? I hate the bums. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the bums, bro. <laughs> But I mean, you, you see the good heartedness. They're in dirty. Their they're see, dirty and they're <laughs> dirty. You see the, like, and they're homeless and they're crusty. <laughs> they're fucking crusty and homeless and, and just so I, fucking homeless. I seen a headline the other day that said uh, um, it was like an eighty year old man hasn't taken a shower. It was like an eighty year old man who hasn't taken a shower in sixty fucking years. Ooh. I, I would use his underwear as a coffee filter and give it to Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just like i put goat milk in his coffee that time <laughs> that was for goat shirt wednesday oh shit yeah bitches you never helped a homeless guy though you never like felt bad or, or no. given anything to him actually one time a guy was uh knocking on my friend dave's um door when he lived up north he had an apartment and the guy had a coffee cup in his hand we had some change on us, and we just <laughs> went up to him. He was looking for the guy, I think, that lived there before Dave. But we just dropped our change into his full cup of coffee. He had one of those styrofoam <laughs> cups, and he was, like, pissed off at us. He's like, that's our coffee. We are like, I thought you were a bum. So <laughs> we were just doing it. We knew. We knew. We were just being assholes. The guy was yelling at us, and then dumped the coffee everywhere. Don't dress like a bum, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> he had a flannel shirt on and sweatpants. That's what they fucking wear, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the first time I was in New York City, I had a guy run up to me. He's like, dude, I need a quarter to get a soda. I just want to get a soda. And I'm like, yeah, man, I'll give you a quarter to get a soda. And then I see him go right across to another couple right across from me and say the same thing. I'm like, well, what the fuck? Yeah, man? they know a room when they see one. I was still in the ar uh, uh, army, and I had came home, and I went to Atlantic City with, at the time, my girlfriend. Yeah. We went to Atlantic City, and there was a, you know there's a homeless population there. Mm, lots of them. <laughs> and we, there was, I guess it was an old Marine vet, and I guess he had somehow, I don't know if I was wearing something from the military, but you seen I was from the military, and he was really trying to talk. And he kept following us. He was trying to talk to us the whole time. Talking to us. 
trying to talk military stuff with me. And oh. I, we, it got re- we got to the point we had to go into a building. You know, <laughs> was, I know was my just, my friend uh, us. my friend Timmy who it was mentioned in there too. He's a really cool dude. I gotta like reconnect with him. But uh, he lived in Asbury Park back when it was still bad too. And uh, every morning he said there'd be a different different uh, darky come up to him and just be like, I just got out of prison. Can I get a cigarette? Like, but it, it would be, they, they would just be so intimidating. He'd be like, yeah, he was a little white pasty dude. And he'd be like, yeah, here you go. But like every day there was one like dude that just came up to him. That just was like, I just got we out would, of jail. We were picking my brother up from uh, Philadelphia and there was, <laughs> we went to this one corner. There was a homeless guy with oranges there. And my mom was like, I was like, oh, I'll make buy him some. I was like, mom, don't buy those orchards. He probably fucks some goddamn yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, when, when I went to Europe, man, there was like these fucking gypsies everywhere. The fucking gypsies. gypsies. Yeah, gypsies are big over there. That's why gypsies, you need rat with you. <laughs> all over he the fucking keeps place. them in line, bro. Dude, they all had the fucking greasy, like, handlebar mustaches. They're all trying uh, to pickpocket. I would have joined up with them. <laughs> They're Joint great people. <laughs> What do they do? Do they do anything to you? Do they, they try, try to, like, to rob fucking you pickpocket or? you? They'll stage like, oh Rape my, you. my baby is sick. I need money or something like that. But like, it's not a baby. Yeah. it's a dead baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, a baby, but they, not an alive they baby. have like a wheelbarrow of dead babies. I heard. Dude, one tr- one tried to like pickpocket my uncle one time. <laughs> <laughs> and by pickpocket you mean ass rape? <laughs> That's what Probably. I call it. Here you want to pick my pocket? That's they're, code. That's code. They're dirty gypsies. I, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't put anything like They're probably uncut, too, and they're probably dirty like the hobos. They probably have dirt in their fucking foreskin and shit. <laughs> Let's go for, like, when you say you want to hire somebody for wet work. <laughs> <laughs> they dock with each other. Yeah, docking. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> It's fucking Ooh, gross. Oh, <laughs> uh, what do we got here? We got Twitter fans. 400-and-something. I think 405. Okay, you did post a story. I like this story, too. It was in New Jersey. It was, um... That's from a, Ryan. A man dies in freak accident at New Jersey construction site. That was the one you were talking about this morning? Yeah, yeah. Okay. New Jersey. So, basically, what happened is... Uh, I thought I heard that. There was a guy 50 stories up doing some work, and his measuring tape fell off of his belt... And hit and killed one of the workers down on the ground. The thing is, is the worker on the ground wasn't wearing a hard hat. So, yeah, you know, fucker. You had it coming. That asshole. would have been the folder of ethics, motherfucker. You should have read that shit for the Rat Pack, bitch. <laughs> he's up there. He's he he probably didn't go to heaven because they wouldn't let a dumbass like that in there. No, <laughs> but it, wherever he is, that is like, why did you wear a hard hat? Yeah, you got a construction set, you dickweed. <laughs> Isn't it, I've heard you can get like fines and shit. What for a way that, to too. go, man! Yeah, just, of all the things. Imagine your tombstone, like your whole family. They just got to be ashamed. I bet they don't even show up for the funeral. The, Fucking dummy! It priest. just says on the tombstone, "Killed by measuring tape." <laughs> the priest is like he was always a rebel. He was always. <laughs> when me and my sister were kids, we rebel without the, a hard hat. The chances we went to the. Yo, me and my sister were kids. We went to the top of the Empire State Building. And, like, me and her just started spitting gum and, like, throwing pennies off and shit like that. <laughs> I heard you could actually kill somebody with throwing yeah. a penny I, off. I heard that, too, but I also heard that's a, that's just a myth. I, yeah, that's why I heard it was a two. I was like, that'd be, that'd be pretty pretty embarrassing to be killed by a oh, fucking a penny. penny Maybe slice if you dropped, like, a bullet or something down there, like a 9 millimeter or something. I don't know. Want to test it out? <laughs> you got to get an intern first. I thought Pete was a Oh, intern. Pete is an intern. We're going to the city this week. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're going to the savings bank. <laughs> we are going to the savings. <laughs> yeah. What uh daylight savings time just passed? I guess that was daylight uh, savings. What was the uh, you posted something? Uh, daylight savings time. Ten things you didn't know. Oh yeah, I didn't read any of this shit. So if this sucks. Yeah, I'll just. I don't know. Well, let's see. There was a couple other things I, I, I forgot. I posted shit. I don't even. Well, daylight savings is because of the farmers. The farmers, I think. I've heard. I don't know. And I've it's heard... for the school kids. That way, it's okay. light when they go to school. But it was originally something to do with the farmers. I know people have said that it's like not relevant anymore, and we should just do away with it. Yeah. Well, no, really it have. is because you want your kids fucking walking to school in pitch dark. I wouldn't. Right. Or yeah. walking to the school, or walking to the bus stop, and all. You know, like that's. Oh, this now. That's valid. They got a smartphone. They'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> they got the t the flashlight app on it. <laughs> Ferguson. Yeah, what else? I found five things not to buy at Costco and Sam's Club. Oh, the the lava. There's some t volcano. What was uh, uh, Was anything on the daylight savings? Like was it? Uh, no, I'm or? clicking through it. It's just pictures. It's it doesn't look like. Well, this is all it is. What? And then when I click through it, it's just more. It's pictures. Oh yeah, there's words. Oh, look at that. I'm just an idiot. Wow. I didn't see the words. All right, well, let me go. Fucking <laughs> Woodrow Wilson. Let me go to the, yeah, to the first one <laughs> and see if they're any good. All right. Um, there's one. The one of ten. Ben Franklin. It was well documented that Benjamin Franklin was one of the first to propose daylight savings time, but it's possible he wasn't entirely serious. Franklin proposed the idea in a septiched... Satirical essay. Yeah, dude. That wacky motherfucker. Is this the same motherfucker that wanted us to have a turkey as a national well, bird? A lot yeah, of, like, see, the, the funny thing is, he had like a crazy sense of humor, and a lot of the shit that he said, early they to bed, took, early to rise. they took him so seriously because he was like yeah. so well respected that they would take. Thou shalt toucheth your nephew. Like they would take his sarcastic <laughs> jokes like seriously. <laughs> he must have loved that, just fucking with people. Then I would have took full oh, advantage yeah, of that. Oh yeah, he definitely like. Oh, bad for your heart. Losing. I heard. I've, oh. I've, I've heard that he was like a pimp in France. Like he was just. Oh yeah, yeah. fucking hoes oh, like crazy. Yeah. Apparently, I liked he, him in uh, Assassin's Creed Three. He's a dirty motherfucker in that. I think he's an he was old ass asshole. man too. <laughs> yeah, I heard. That's why I heard he was a he was a dirty motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The uh, losing one hour of sleep by switching to daylight savings time. Has been limited to increased linked, limited linked ah. to increased risk of heart attacks, according to a 2014 study of Michigan hospitals. It has uh, admissions to the hospitals increased 25 percent the fo uh, the Monday following the springtime change. Oh, I'm having a fucking heart attack! Daylight <laughs> oh, uh, savings, not again. The same study found that heart attack risk fell 21% later in the year when clocks were set back one hour. Oh, so you yeah, get an extra less heart attack on that day. I could, I think, yeah, because it's got to fuck you up just you know, that. What is that? The thing is, you're losing, you're losing an hour of sleep and you're gaining an hour of sleep. So. It pisses me off because every time I look at the clock, I'm like, God damn it, yesterday I would already been out of here, you know, out of work. You know, it's an hour later, so it's like, I don't know, it just seems like you're there longer. Like it, I noticed it because, like, I looked, at the, I looked outside, I was like, it's 5 o'clock, what the fuck, where's the sun, motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it says, uh, so why does daylight savings time happen at 2 a.m.? According to Live Science, it's considered to be the least disruptive time of the day. What? I have no clue what that means. <laughs> and it allows for turning back the clocks without changing the date to yesterday. So I guess because oh, everybody's sleeping. And it's the same Normal day. people are sleeping. Normal yeah, but my dad will sleeping. change the clock before he goes to bed, and... 
The clocks don't have days on them. Not fucking digital clocks, not even the clocks with the hands. They don't have days on it. I guess we're talking about, you know, all your devices and shit, but that's all automatic, so who gives a fuck? What about bars? Hmm? Hey, you got an extra hour to yeah. drink, right? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, you might think bars would have to stay open an hour later when clocks fall back, but some states have a clever way of getting around that. Ooh, <laughs> they're clever. The uh, California Energy Commission, fuck the Energy Commission, yeah. notes bars are technically required to close at 1.59 a.m. Other states, specifically, they uh, close two ah, hours after midnight. So it's before the clocks change. Ah. Yeah, a minute before. What happens Months. if they, they miss it? They have to stay open then for... A whole another hour. They're like they forgot to check the clock, and it's fucking two o'clock, and it switches over, and they're like, "Sons of bitches at the Energy Commission are coming down." Yeah, they're regulating. Why can't there be bars that are just open twenty-four-seven? I really don't. Are there in like big cities? There's got. I don't know. I know there is. Yeah. When I went to Nashville, the they called after-hour bars. Yeah. Even they they closed. I think at like six. So. I mean, I don't think there's ones that are 24-7. Yeah. Alcoholism would be a serious problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so they probably open at, like, 3 o'clock or something. I think, the, I uh, think actually, they um, they opened at, like... 12, I think? I think, they opened, I think they opened at 2, right, when the other one's closed. Because they knew that's when they'd probably get their best Yeah. Because you, know? you have that hour gap. Uh, people are going to sober up and like, fuck, I ain't drinking no more tonight, you know? Mm. Uh, the next one on it is time travel. Thanks to daylight saving times, an Ohio, Ohio man was arrested twice at exactly the same time. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, Niles was arrested for drunk driving at 1.08 a.m. when police officers spotted him driving the wrong way down a one-way street. Guy's awesome. Later that, was he on the sidewalk, too? Yeah, yeah, so, I hope so. It says later that night. the only way to drive. Later that night, the same officer arrested him again after nearly backing his car into a police cruiser. The time the clocks were to, uh, turned back at 2 a.m., so the second arrest was also at 1 a.m. Wow. I would have been like in court. I would have been like, look, that's impossible. You got to at least drop one of these, you fucking assholes. I, I wasn't there twice. I could have done both these fucking things. These charges are bullshit. Yes, bogus. <laughs> drop them all. I would get them all cleared. It's a one night you're allowed to do that shit. <laughs> What is the chances of this fucking guy getting arrested at 108? When you're a fucking retarded scumbag. You thought, like, even if he was drunk, you would have thought the, the first time he got arrested, he's like, mm. right, you know what? I'm a, I might want to go in for the night. I'm done for the night. <laughs> yeah. But this guy had to be a true alcoholic and said, let me get another beer. Uh. <laughs> um, World War One. Uh, the United States implemented daylight savings time during World War One. Yes. Uh, the goal, minimizing coal consumption. Uh, President Woodrow Wilson wanted to keep the change permanently, but Congress repealed his plan, even overriding a presidential veto. That's gay. Yeah, that one was kind of stupid. Uh, what do we, we got a couple more of these. Anything good? Chaos of clocks, starting with World War II. Daylight savings time caused a chaos of clocks. According to one mid-century account by Time magazine, until 1966, states and other governments could arbitrarily Terribly start and end daylight savings time. At one point, it was possible to travel through seven time changes on a short train ride from Ohio to West Virginia. <laughs> I agree with the crickets. The crickets. This is yeah, right. this, this, is, is this story is getting boring. Yeah, they're just reaching here. Yeah, <laughs> reaching for anything right now. The yeah. first couple ones were all right, but you know, after that, it uh, kind of sucked. Um. 
Sounds oh, of daylight, I actually the soothing had sounds of daylight, <laughs> daylight savings. savings time. I did have a story. Where did I put it? If I can find it here. Uh, I, li I, That's I like what this she one. Said. Um, boop, boop. It says, uh, Mom pretends to be daughter, claims rare medical condition aged her. What the fuck? Yeah, so what happened is she got a... Uh, let me see. Sounds like she was on a lot of good drugs. Yeah. Sounds like. Uh, it says a mom pretending to be her uh, daughter to get out of a traffic stop had a pretty quick explanation for her unlikely appearance. A rare medical condition that caused her to age rapidly. Uh, Jennifer Crosby, 43, was pulled over this weekend when an um, Indian River County Sheriff's uh, deputy noticed that her taillights were both out. Crosby, who was reportedly driving on a suspended driver's license, gave the cops her 22-year-old daughter's name and date of birth. What a piece um, of fucking <laughs> shit. They should, like, double the charges, like, for whatever she did, this stupid bitch. <laughs> I think it's great. It's fucking, what do you guys, why you have kids? Change the channel no, for that? No, officer, I didn't shoot my husband. It was my daughter. That was my crazy fucking daughter, all right? She's going through the change. She's 14 now, right? It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Who thinks of that too? Like, Who does no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm this person. I'm only 22. Why do you look like you're fucking 50? I got a rare aging disorder or condition. So here's the thing. I got this rare aging thing. Is that why you cut your hair slim? Because your mom used to do that to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly why I cut my hair. <laughs> my mother would be throwing my name. She said she had like gender. Slimbergini. <laughs> Slimbergini sizzle tits. That's my ID, I swear to God. It's just written on a piece of cardboard. Slimbergini sizzle tits. <laughs> this, this kind of pissed me off, I'm, this um, Alex from Target. Are you guys familiar with this? No. No, no my generation sucks when it comes to the news. All right, wow. well, this is, this is Alex from Target. He's a he's an adorable he's little a gay. boy. Isn't he? It looks like yeah. a bag. Like well, Justin so, but yeah. that, what happened is somebody tweets this photo out, some chick, and she's like, "Oh, look how adorable!" Instantly goes viral. He has thirty three point three k fucking followers on Twitter because of that picture. Because he has a because uh, he has because some chick was like, "Oh, he's a heartthrob." Uh, yeah, and now he's like famous. Because so someone's got to do that to me then. Yeah, some chick right? taking pictures of me I'm like, "Wow, this guy makes me wet," and then. <laughs> What the fuck, I'll be the man. next motherfucking Justin Bieber right here. Yeah. <laughs> I got a feather in my hair, though. I'm, I'm not that suave. Not even in this outfit. I'm telling you right now, that's tail and mane right there. <laughs> so, what are chicks just trying to have sex with them? Like, saving their V-card for them? Um, <laughs> <laughs> this cherry's not getting popped till I see him. Till Alex comes through. <laughs> oh, it actually turned out it was a scheme from a marketing company. It says a marketing company called uh, Break R claims it orchestrated the viral campaign centered around an unknown good-looking kid and target employee from Texas, which uh, promptly began when teenage girls began manically tweeting, uh, retweeting a photo of him that had been posted on Twitter. I got it. I got it. Slim, you're just going to go around... Take pictures of every girl you think is cute at some... Get up real close to them, too. Like, make it right. obvious yeah, you're yeah, taking yeah. their pictures. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and start posting them and be like, oh, I batched out to this one three times today. <laughs> and then when it goes viral, when that girl gets real famous, we yeah. can be like, oh, it was just a marketing No, I'm just saying, when you're in jail, I can finally start my real show. <laughs>
<laughs> well, I'll tell you right now that Alex from Target's going to have a hell of a college life. Shit. He's going to be getting packed. Yeah. <laughs> just packed all He just all looks like people. a normal I, dude. Like, I don't yeah, but sexy. Look at that motherfucker. He goes to the gym. Yeah. In all the right places. But now he's saying that he has no clue who this company is that's claiming that they set this up. So is he actually work at Target? And, like, and if there yeah, was any apparently. money, if there was any money to be made of this, if He's I were him, it. I would like demand. Yeah, but like, yeah, I would like of it, you know? three million dollars every day for the rest of my life. I would sue Target. I would sue him. Yeah. And daylight savings time. But they might be still fucked from the whole credit card thing. So. Yeah, yeah. That's what they're trying to. That's why they're trying to pay it back. They're trying to make money off this motherfucker. Well, Justin Bieber did it. Yeah. <laughs> This kid had like a hashtag and everything. It was hashtag uh, Alex from Target. And then fucking Target came out and was like, hashtag we heart Alex from Target. Oh, <laughs> oh that's gay. <laughs> that is so gay. Yeah, you got to get like a, a sound clip of somebody like vomiting or something. <laughs> or shit like this. Yeah, I have that. <laughs> I'm not going to play it though. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to take a quick five minute break? And then yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we're I gonna change these fucking clothes. Are hot too. <laughs> come back. All right, what's up, guys? We're back. back. Coming on everybody's back. Oh my god, yeah. You can't be doing we're that, back. John. You can't got, be doing uh, that. Comic oh. artist Jason Star calling us in like two or three minutes. I'm a belly butt namer, so that's why. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, I, that's why I aim for. But, uh, ah, yeah, belly button full of shame. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone listen now? We have two comic books and a novel written by Jason Starr to give away. So if you call in during the interview and have like a really good question, and we think it was a good question, we feel like it added to the uh, interview, we'll send you a book. So call one six zero nine eight nine one eight eight nine six. That's one six zero nine eight nine one eight eight nine six. Don't be pussies. Call people. We've never had a caller. For one of our guests. No, we've had callers. Our, I would question for the buddy, guests. Uh, Frankie Tuesday. Oh Joey. yeah, he does call a lot. He might call yeah. tonight too. We Satan, don't even know. Satan Joey tried to call, Satan but yeah, tried to call oh, Joey. Um, that's right. I did forget about those guys. I believe, really I, guys. I believe I called in the one time. Static. That's right. That's yeah, right. Thank you I very much. I take it back. <laughs> the static interference in hell was too much. Yeah, there was a lot of. Sh I think the phone was too hot or something. <laughs> Satan. Did, did like we didn't get an email from Larissa Edwards. I was kind of upset about that. I know. I was hoping to be the next fucking devil, the next interview with the devil. <laughs> Unless she like deleted us from her contact and then sent it to like everybody else because I haven't seen any oh, emails from her. Oh, you might so, be right. Yeah. We'll, we'll just have to contact some of the people that she emailed previously and be like. I figured we would have a lot more views on it then. I don't oh, know though, right. but we never gave it to her. We I always tweeted. You could always tweet it out to her and be like, "This is slim." <laughs> That was great. <laughs> Everyone else I gave my address to to send to send, you know, their books or whatever, but I gave her his. <laughs> yeah, he's such a dick. <laughs> he he goes, I think she's gonna kill one of us, so I gave her your address. I have kids, bro. I have kids. And then parents. I love them, bro. You love a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my cat would miss me. Ooh. Robin Slim Show. This is Jason Starr. How you doing, Jason? How you doing? Doing pretty good. What's going That's on? Cool. You got you're in uh, New York City? I am in New York. That's where it's I'm happening, man. That's awesome. I'm in Manhattan. 
That's cool. I got, Are I got, you your South, your yeah, South Jersey? Yeah, we're South Jersey. Dirty South. Right by uh, LBI. Okay. Nice. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, but the winter's kind of dead. Right. Kind of slow. But I got your books today, dude. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. I can get them away. I checked. I read the uh, Returning and the Wolverine Max. They were awesome. And we got them for our giveaways. Cool. And we've been plugging for uh, people to call. I also uh, grabbed some of your stuff on Kindle. I, I think uh, Lost City was one of your novels that I grabbed that I do plan on reading. It looks uh, pretty interesting. And that one's turning into like a motion picture or something they said? Uh, that's Twisted City. Yep. Twisted City. It's, okay. um, yep, it's uh, funded and they're casting it right now. So it looks, looks good, but you never know in Hollywood. Yeah. So you, always oh. have to keep your thing, you always have to keep your fingers crossed. Yeah, Hollywood was the same person that turned Pearl Harbor into a love story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Did you ever have anyone adapt, adapt any of your other work into <clears throat> films before, or is this the first time? Um, I've adapted a number of my books myself. Um, hired to write screenplays, uh, adapting my books. I wrote an original screenplay once that Halle Berry uh, was producing and attached to starring. Uh, none of my major stuff has gotten made yet, but um, a few things look really close right now. So it's always keeping your fingers crossed. Like at some point, it's always beyond your control. Yeah. As a, as a writer, you know, um, even if you're the screenwriter, you hand it off at some point, and the decisions are not yours anymore. That's why I like. That's why I love novel writing and comic books because you're the writer's in total control now i know there's certain guys like uh i'm sure you're familiar with alan moore he will not go and see any of his movies when they're adopted like he'll sell them and then that's it he'll, he refuses to watch any of them are you do you are you going to go see your stuff or um i would love to see it yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm dying i'm waiting to see it yeah i'll, I'll be the first one online i'll be the first one online no, I heard Woody Allen does that also. I heard Woody Allen never saw one of his movies actually. Yeah. Like after like after his final edit, like he's never actually seen one. Wow. Um I heard Chris Stacy watches his with the sound off. He just wants to see the images. Um I'm not like that. Like I I would want to see everything. I've never really read one of my books that. I've never read one of my books wow. in all since um I've written them. Like sometimes, occasionally, I'll pick one up and just read a section. Um, realize how sucky it is and put it down. No. Um, <laughs> but plus, like Alan Moore, yeah, there, there, there's always things you want to change. You know, when you look yeah, back, right. I think that's the that's the problem in any art form. Mm. Um, I think artists are perfectionists and want to get it perfect. And yeah. when you pick up something, you know, a few years later, or a movie that you made a, a while ago, and I think there's always things you want to do differently, and you would do differently. Especially with your older stuff, it's always like, that sucked, that's garbage, like, it's always what you're doing now, you know, the old stuff, it's like shit compared to what yeah. you're doing now. That's how I always felt. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I won't that's even... True. My favorite book is always the one I'm working on at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I won't even go back and listen to some of our older like podcasts. Like I refuse to listen to them. I don't want to hear any of them. <laughs> oh yeah, I hate the sound of my own voice. It's like the, the first ten minutes of this one, I'm never going to listen to again. <laughs> <laughs> now, how'd you get hooked up with Marvel? Like that's really cool. I would think that would be a really hard thing uh, to get into. No, I just called them up. I said, "Hey, 
No. Um, <laughs> I almost believe that because that yeah. works a lot of times, man. <laughs> no. Um, it was kind of like, you know, a roundabout way. Um, several years ago, one of the editors at uh, Vertigo had been reading my book, so he asked me to do an introduction to 100 Bullets, uh, Brian Azzarello's series. So I did that, like, to one of the collected volumes. Um, then I did something, an original graphic novel, The Chill, for Vertigo, and did some stuff for DC Comics, and became friends with Ed Brubaker, <clears throat> um, who kind of put me in touch with some people at Marvel, and um, one thing led to another. I did a Punisher. I did the Wolverine Max series. Um, I'm doing something now. A top secret... <sighs> <laughs> unannounced project nice. that huh. I was sworn to secrecy by the powers that be at Marvel. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I cannot mention what it is. Um, but I am... It does involve one of the major Marvel characters. Well, it's a Spider-Man comic. Avengers? Guardians of the Galaxy. By Jason Starr. No, what I've always been... Spider-Man Spider Max. I take him really violent. Yeah. No, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting. Kevin Smith actually did like a Spider-Man series that I heard was very violent and very dirty. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Marvel would ever... Go incredibly dark with some of their characters. I mean, yeah. even Wolverine, even the Wolverine series I wrote, it was for you know the Max series, you know, seventeen and over. But mm. some people said, like you know, you know, some people thought it was very dark. Some people thought it wasn't dark enough. But yeah, I expected a lot because it said explicit there's, content there's, on it. I expected a yeah, lot. No, it, yeah, there's some explicit content, but yeah. there's some things like I wanted to do that the editors would not let me do. Yeah, right. I like that returning. That was a yeah. really cool uh, concept, man. It, it, Slim has asked me, it's not like zombies, right? They just come back from the dead and then... Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a twist. It's, yeah, it's like a twist on a zombie uh, type book because they're not really... You can't... T it's even, I think it might even be a notch scarier because you can't tell... Yeah. Who's bad and who isn't? Yeah. The people, the uh, so-called zombies look like real people. So okay, you never know. It could be your friend, your neighbor. Yeah. Um, that's like becoming a big. So, that's becoming like a big theme nowadays. Is the whole zombie scare? That's really becoming a yeah a big, I, a big theme. And I know the government even released a statement yeah, years CDC ago. Yeah, the put it that, out that uh, Canada were, did recently too. Canada was like, we're prepared for the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes you wonder if they're really trying to cook something up in a lab somewhere. I just say, <laughs> grab your ankles and hope for the best. That's what my grandfather always told me, and <laughs> I'm sticking by that, man. <laughs> so, so I actually heard as of a couple of like as of like 20 years ago, Marvel owned the word zombie. Like they had their copyright to it, and then wow. they lost it somehow. They lost it. They <laughs> ran out. It just seems silly. Like you can't copyright zombie. <laughs> If anyone was to copyright zombie, it would have to be like George uh, Romero, right? Yeah, what about yeah, Rob Romero. Zombie? Right, there you go. Right, right. <laughs> um, something I've always been curious about with, like, you wrote for established characters like Wolverine and the Punisher. Now, were those characters who you knew very well, so it was easy for you to, to write that, or did you have to read a shitload of comics and read up on those characters' history? Yeah, did you have to do a little bit of discovering, for like, dig deeper in for these characters? Well, I knew the Punisher really well. 
because uh, I'd read uh, Garth Ennis's series. I, I definitely, you know, the Punisher Max series, um, which I ended up writing for. So I knew that really well. And still, like, there's some things at Marvel, like, you really, they're very uh, careful with their characters and the things you can do and can't do. And at the beginning, the editors are very heavily involved in what you do. Um, and then they kind of let you alone after a while. With Wolverine, um, that was somewhat familiar, so the X-Men. Um, and I read um, Origins, and I read, you know, I read some of the classic stories. Right. I did go back and just read some more Wolverine. But the thing with Wolverine Max was I was really allowed to almost reinvent the character's backstory because... It was for the Max universe, and I got to do my own thing with it. So that's cool. I was able to uh, change his history. I didn't have to stick to the origin story, nice. and that was kind of fun. So it was kind of a combination of having to work with their character, which is great, of course, but also getting to put my own spin on it. I haven't really done anything in a really tight continuity type of comic where I came in like right in the middle of something like some long series like right, if I like went into Spider-Man, Spider-Man or something, or something. Yeah. yeah and like I had, to, I had to take over and you have to know all that history because the fans out there would let you know immediately you <laughs> <Yeah>. did <laughs> <laughs> something that was done six years ago um, so I didn't have to deal with any of that like I've never really had to deal with any of that I don't think it would be a problem like I think um the editors would probably be really good at catching you up on stuff. Yeah, it's really their it's really their job to know everything. Um, so I think that's, that would be a different type of challenge because you have to write to like the continuity. But I, it's also a challenge to reinvent it and and go into something fresh. Now you were at Comic Con just a few weeks ago, right? Yes, I was. I thought so. Our friend Mike um, went, and he was finding the returning, the returning. The oh, boom. cool. Our friend Mike went. He was supposed to be handing out our business cards, but uh, I don't know if he did or not. Uh, I didn't ask him. I didn't either. You were there? Your friends were there? One of our friends was going up, and we gave him a bunch of our business cards to hand out to people. I, I don't know if he did or not. I think he's such like a hardcore nerd, though, that he was just captivated yeah. by everything there. I completely <laughs> forgot. So. Too bad we didn't know you were there. We could have had him talk to you. <laughs> um, I it was so crowded. It's such a madhouse. I don't know if you've ever been, but um, no, I think they had a bigger crowd there yeah, than ever before, and it's just hard to even move around. I've been to the one in San Diego, yeah, a couple times also, and that wow, I heard that one's a big also deal. a pretty big scene. Yeah, I heard that one's a yeah, pretty big deal. yeah, yeah. It's bigger. It's bigger. Wow, that's like the original. I, I know the New York one is getting bigger, like over yeah, the years. Yeah, like yeah, I went to it when they kind of first started it yeah, back when they like were six or seven years ago, when it was just like a small thing. But I know it's grown a lot bigger. Well, the thing about San Diego is it's more of a party. Uh, it's more like a Mardi Gras meets um, Comic Con because Sweet. it's so contained. San Diego is a smaller city. The downtown area is right there. Yeah, I saw on Twitter, there's so many different, uh, like, pages for it. There's, like, uh, you know, outside Comic-Con LA. Like, I guess there's a whole, like, you know, thing to do about it. Like, whole, whole like, party scene and shit. Exactly. Yeah, and it, at night it spills over, you know, into the streets. So there's wow. a lot of... Uh, Debauchery. It's much more festive. It's much more festive in New York. You know, it's obviously New York's big, mm. that people just spread out and just go all over the city, so more contained yeah so jason have you always been into like comic books 
Yeah, I mean, since I was a kid, um, I was a really big comic book fan when I was growing up. Um, I started writing novels, um, and my first book was published about um, 16 years ago, actually. Wow. Um, Before that, um, during that period, I was writing plays. Before that, before my first book was published, and then I was writing novels. Um, I wasn't quite as into it. There's definitely a gap there where I wasn't as into it. Mm-hmm. But since that point, when I started doing stuff for DC, I really started getting back into it. And um, kind of just everything comes around. Everything comes around yeah. full circle. Yeah. Are you uh, more of like a Marvel fan or a DC fan? Hmm. I would have to say Marvel at this point. Yeah, um, I agree. Just because yeah, I've been Marvel's. so much more involved in the characters. I did a little Batman. I mean, I did a um, one crossover issue of Doc Savage, uh, Justice Inc. in Batman. And it was kind of surreal to just write dialogue to Batman. And I would love to do, like, you know, the Dark Knight or a Batman comic someday for DC. If I, could. Mm. I just think that would be right in my wheelhouse, but um, and a lot of the other characters interest I did fan, uh, fan, fan story for them um, but I've, I'm just so much more involved in the DC, in the Marvel characters at this point, so, yeah. and in doing original stuff, I'm definitely um, hoping to do some more original stuff down the line. Now how do you feel about like, um, like I'm, a, I'm more of a DC fan myself and uh, how do you uh-huh. how do you feel about like the uh, like like the Gotham series and they have Arrow now and then they I think they they started they just started Flash like do you, do you like those series or do you think they're just going too far with making TV shows? Um, I like Arrow. I haven't seen too much of the Gotham one. Um, I really like Arrow. I mean, I think in general, I think Marvel <laughs> has done. A better job, I feel, of like creating a. Oh, I completely agree. A universe, a, a universe, the, creating you know, the characters really and the stories sense. behind them. That Marvel's done a way better job. Yeah, yeah. I think really the only one they they really kind of built the story for was when, uh, with Batman when Kristen Bale played. Yeah, it. yeah. I my, my only thing with Marvel like the they they're doing a great job with the movies, but yeah. like I hate how like they can't use X Men, and they they, the they, they can't use weird. like. Uh, Spider-Man, and it's, yeah, it is all because of the licensing, but, you know. Fox has some licensing and stuff like that. Um, well, you mean, what do you mean they can't use Spider-Man? What do you, what do you mean? Well, like, or... in, the, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, they're not allowed to use Spider-Man because Sony has the right to Spider-Man. And also, if you saw the end of uh, Captain... Oh, I see, okay, okay. Right, and if you saw, like, the end of Captain America 2, where uh, Brian uh, Stroker calls uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, he calls them miracles, because yeah. they're not allowed to use the word mutant, because Fox owns the right to X-Men, and oh, owns wow. the right to the word mutant. So it's all very weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, they actually own the rights. I didn't know that they own the no. rights to the word mutant. Wow. Well, yeah, I guess because how do you something... buy rights to a yeah. fucking word? <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I own the word yeah, asshole. I mean, that's it. I could be. I'm buying the general. rights to the word asshole. Yeah, the zombie thing. That's well, that's like Vince McMahon. They say owns the names of the wrestlers. If they ever go somewhere else, they have to change them. You know, because he he trademarks their names. Like all the wrestlers. So no one could ever be the Rock. WWE. Man. Nope. He, if he goes somewhere else, he's got. That's why Hollywood Hogan wasn't Hulk Hogan when he went to. Uh, yeah, uh, right. WCW or whatever. Right. I'm, I'm not complete. I actually almost, uh, I almost got a job. <laughs> I went for a job interview at the W. Wow! <laughs> for, for like uh, to be a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. 
to write for a writer write wrestling. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something um, you wanted to do, or like, were you really into it, or? Um, as a kid, I was very into it. Also. Yeah. Um, it was kind of it's weird, like going into the office there. It's kind of it, it does look a lot like Marvel. Like, um, in fact, they told me if I worked there that I could no longer write for Marvel. So wow. They, I would have to. Uh, I don't know why, like, that would be any conflict whatsoever. Like, yeah, it doesn't mix at all. <laughs> like, why I couldn't write, write Wolverine and, yeah. and also do that. But, yeah, I wouldn't oh, like, drop Marvel for that. No way. Randy Savage got to be the uh, bone soul in that Spider-Man movie. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, seems, it seems silly that you can write for DC and go over to Marvel, but you can't write for wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Now, who, who, would, who would you say... It, what? I mean, we'll break it into Marvel and then we'll break it into DC, but who's your favorite for each category? Yeah, that's why I was going to ask a question. Um, who's my favorite character? Yeah, yeah. In, in Marvel? Um, I guess I would have to go with Wolverine in, uh, for Marvel and well, maybe the Punisher. So you like, like the tough guy. guys pretty much. Um, yeah, that is pretty much my wheelhouse, <laughs> but, um... <laughs> just a badass. Um, and Batman. You know, I just, I've always yeah. loved Batman. Yeah. I've, I've always like, been, personally, the, um, you know, I think there's been so many Batman, you know, movies, comics, and, you know, I've, I've always been a big fan uh, of Batman. You know, yeah. It's difficult to find a fresh take. But I'm a straight-up Hulk guy. It's cool with Batman, though. Like, it's crazy because the new ones that come out are so good. It just makes the old ones look like shit. But when the old ones came out, they were the fucking... They were oh, the yeah, best yeah, thing yeah. out at the time. Like, it's yeah. just crazy. What's the like, one with uh, Jim Carrey? That one was... One that was oh, Batman Forever. The Joker. But, yeah. Well, or Riddler, I'm there's sorry. There's just been so many variations. There's just been so many variations. Yeah. Um, not just in DC and Marvel, but in other... Um, other comic books of Batman-like characters. I always thought... I, mean, I can't... There have been so many over the years that have just been offered to work on and, you know, some obscure characters that yeah, I like somebody want to bring back. I was at Night Owl. I always thought more. the, um, the uh, animated series that was on when I was a kid was the best. The... Uh, I guess what was it was Batman just called no. no, it was just called like Batman. No, just it called Batman, the Batman the, or Batman. No, yeah, Batman, Batman the Animated Series. That's all yep. it was called. And it was that like was it was one. great how they did it because you couldn't tell whether it was like the 1940s or you or like you know to the, like present day or whatnot. It was so in good the, uh, in the Batman series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way they did the setting. The uh, the animated series he's talking about from yeah. the uh, early 90s. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that was cool. And then I like that. Mark Hamill was just great as the Joker, yeah. like the way he did the voice. When we were talking about earlier, like the the Marvel uh, with the movies and stuff, I've always thought that Marvel does better with the cinematic universe, while like DC has really good animated movies. Yeah, yeah. Like their animated movies are amazing. I think that's a really good point. What did you guys think of Guardians of the Galaxy? Was, oh, I loved it. That was an amazing movie. So great. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. But I, I'm just worried because they're uh, like they've already announced the second one. I'm like, are they gonna rush it? Are they gonna ruin it? Like the first one was so good. Right. Yeah, I thought I it was a little early it. for them to announce the second one. Yeah, I actually like. Uh, um, I, I just think it was. I agree with you because it was just so. Um, some of it was just so natural, and it kind of reminded me a little of Kick-Ass, like the first. Yeah, kick yeah, yeah, like yeah, how yeah, raw yeah. it was, Ooh. and like how it was just real life. It was like. Yeah, like a little tongue-in-cheek at times, but yeah. still. 
kind of cool and exciting at the same time. Um, same. And right, I think that almost happens accidentally sometimes, and we wonder if they could plan. Like you know, that's why the sequel yeah. sometimes is you know. Can they get that again? Sometimes isn't as good, but hopefully they'll nail it. Hopefully yeah. they'll you know. From what I understand, that comic wasn't originally that popular either. Like it wasn't like one of their best sellers. That's mm. the movie that made it popular, yeah. Because now I think it's doing pretty well. Yep. Nobody really cared about the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Were they just like fantastic? Yeah, and some fans? of the others they're bringing out. Um, what was it, like Black Panther and like some like, yeah, all these uh, other Inhumans. Uh, all the, like they're yeah Inhuman yeah yeah. I think what it is is Marvel is more confident now after the Guardians of the Galaxy and they saw that, okay, we took this comic that wasn't really selling well and we put it on film and it did great, so now we can take some of our stuff that doesn't do good as comics and bring it to movies and they yeah, have more I, confidence I, I have to, to do say, that now. I've, I'm not really big into the comics. You know? I mean, I know Spider-Man and Batman. and I know the basics. You know? Yeah, same but here. When it, like, well, I, think, like yeah, the, I have a feeling um, Ant-Man is going to be a big hit. Ant-Man, yeah. Yeah, I, I had no clue Ant Man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know about that one because, like, I don't know much about Ant Man other than seeing him in the Avengers. Like, a solo Ant Man to me just seems silly. Uh, I want to see uh, Aqualad the movie. At that level, be, like, right? Paul, Paul Rudd and Michael Douglas are in the movie. Oh, an Ant Man. Yep. Michael Douglas. Who the hell is Michael Douglas going to play an Ant Man? Um, Henry Pym. Oh, so he's actually um, playing Ant-Man. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's yeah. fucking cool, man. <laughs> I'm like how do you, how do you feel now. about uh, uh, Ben Affleck playing um, yeah, Batman. Batman? Um, I don't know crazy about the idea. I don't like it. I never... Um, I, just, I just... I feel personally... I don't know. To after... me, Ben Affleck is just like one of those actors who's really good. Like, I loved him in... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the town in, in some role yeah 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 he's, he's definitely good but he's kind of he's such a movie star he's almost like almost like an old time movie star like a Gary Cooper type who just is always himself hey, like, J- you know, so Jason, I don't know you- like he's not a character actor the way Christian Bell just is answer. I don't know Jason hold on for a second we got a call we're gonna see do you okay. want to answer it or no no I'll just uh, I'll just wait oh you don't know if it's the interview or for somebody calling in uh, okay well Robinson show Hello? Hello. Hi, it's Nicholas Snow. How are you? Good. How you doing, Nick? Uh, could you give us a call back in about 10 minutes? We were just running a little late with our last interview. That's fine. I'll call you in 10 minutes. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right. Jason, you still there? Jason. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Yeah, that was just our next interview, but I told him to call back in about 10 minutes. <clears throat> yes. Oh, that works. So we're actually going to wrap this up because we're going to go on break, but it was awesome uh, talking to you because I'm a huge comic book fan, and we definitely had a lot of fun talking with you. So uh, Thanks for having me on. Yeah, why don't you get all your plugs out to uh, promote whatever you got to promote, and then we'll let you go. Um, go to Amazon. I have a few books on there that are just $2.99 each. Uh, just type in Jason Starr, Twisted City, Hard Feelings, Tough Luck read one of my books and the returning the collected volume of the returning is going to be in comic book stores in a couple of months look for that and um look for my unannounced marvel project awesome all right jason thanks for the interview man we appreciate it okay yeah yeah talk to you guys take care brother yep have a great night all right guys on that note on that note we are going on break uh nicholas you there
I'm here. All right, guys, what's up? Uh, Robin Slim Show. We are back, and we have Nicholas hey. Snow on the air. Uh, Nicholas, you're an actor. You've been an actor for 30 years now. Um, I've been pursuing acting for 30 years, but had most of my success really in the last seven or eight. Oh, okay. What um, like what kind of success do you do? Like movies or just plays? Um, I was in Thailand working as a foreign correspondent, and uh, while there, there were a lot of opportunities for a Westerner to be in movies and on TV. So, uh, one of the movies that your audience might be familiar with is um, was produced by Worldwide Wrestling and Entertainment. It was a sequel to The Marine called the marine two oh, yeah, um and that was actually direct to dvd and i portrayed a hostage oh okay and the other the other projects that i was uh, involved with were um for other countries but the the, the most high profile project that i was on that would have been uh, viewed in the u.s would have been the marine two so uh, did you like live in other countries or did you just do a lot of traveling um, I was living in Thailand for uh, five years, five and a half years, where I was working as a foreign correspondent. Most of the acting I did was in Thailand, but okay. I also uh, I was flown to Seoul, Korea, for example, to be in a commercial. Oh, uh, you were in and, Korea. Uh, oh, our buddy, yeah, our buddy to, Matt was in Korea to, too. He says. Say, say that again. I was uh, also in Korea. Uh, yeah, I was in Seoul for four days. Seoul is so goddamn packed; it's unbelievable, is it not? Yeah, it was amazing. It's uh, it's, but I it, actually heard that it was, it's one of the dangerous cities to drive in. It's like number four on the list. Well, well, you know, I went out of my way not to drive in Asia. Uh, but in Thailand, it's fantastic because there are in Bangkok there are sky trains, subways, motorcycle taxis. Um, you can, and, and the actual taxis, the, the, the four-wheel taxis, right. are very inexpensive. So you can actually live in Thailand and not miss owning a car. Oh, okay. That's, um, that was the same way it was in Korea. You could live in Korea and I'd just take the train. Yeah. But it was in Thailand in, two, in 2007 where... Uh, I had a rare slip in my safer sex behavior, and I became okay. HIV positive. Oh, and, wow. and uh, that is what, in, because I had a high profile, that's what inspired me to sort of talk about my mistake and go public with my story. And that's how my music video came about and my new book. Um, uh, it's about my, my journey uh, as a person living with HIV and telling my story to inspire people to know their HIV status. Okay, um, and what's, so you did like a music video to get that out there too? Uh, yes, I, um, because I was living in Thailand and I was uh, uh, high profile on, uh, in the media, when this happened to me, I decided to go public with my story. Okay. I came out as HIV positive at a press conference at the Foreign Correspondents Club of Thailand and over the over a two year period, I became one of the most visible, openly HIV positive people in Asia. And part of what I did was I I produced I produced I, I wrote a song, I produced a music video, and the music video is now subtitled in twenty languages. Oh wow! It's called the power. It's called the power to be strong. So if people go to YouTube 
dot com slash the power to be strong. They can share that music video in twenty languages. But the other thing I was doing is I was uh, keeping can, a can very hold, detailed. Can, can you hold on for a second? What? I think I think we have a caller. Uh, caller, you're on sure. the line. Caller, you're on the line with Nicholas Snow. Yeah, yeah, hi, Nicholas? Yes. Hey, how you doing? This is uh, Frankie Tubesakes. I'm a friend of the guys. We hung out a couple times. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm all right. You said you had uh, HIV? Yes, I'm living with HIV. I'm HIV positive. Uh, How long have you had that? Um, I became HIV positive in 2007. Uh, because I had a rare slip in my safer sex behavior, I did not practice safe sex when I should have, and I became HIV positive. Uh, yeah, I got it in jail. I got raped a lot. What? You were you were raped in jail? Yeah, not cool, strong enough to get like to be the rapist or be in a gang, and I just got raped a lot. God damn it, Frankie! <laughs> Wait, Frankie, you got raped in jail. We didn't even know you were in jail, Frankie. I told you last weekend, I just got a house. What the, the fuck? But uh, I didn't know if you want to fuck. <laughs> if I want to? Yeah. Uh, I, I'll pass on that, but I'm sure you'll find some guys that are interested. They used to call me a sloppy party bottom. Really? Yeah. Well, so are you on, uh, are you taking medication for, for HIV? Oh. Can't afford it. <laughs> what city do you live in? Yeah, Gretna. <laughs> that would be in, I guess he lives in New Jersey. He lives in town by where we are. In, yeah, it's uh, a little shit Jersey. splat town um, right outside of AC. Do you think Frankie well, should be open about his age like he is now, or should he be like... Oh, I am. I'm just telling the old, I tell everybody, kids at the school bus. <laughs> you tell kids at the school bus? What? Yeah, I scream it. So, so are you seriously living with HIV, or is this a big joke? Yeah, big. <laughs> he, he can be delusional at times, so we don't really know. Well, you know... It's not. It's not really something to joke about. Living with HIV is. Thank no, God, it's no longer a. The kids are too rock for me. Okay. No, I don't think he wants to. Frankie, we're gonna let you go and uh, continue this interview. All right, man. All right, we're sorry about that, Nicholas. He just likes to mess around. Keeps on getting in. Getting through. Nicholas, well, I, don't, okay. I really. By the way, how long is our how long is our interview? Um. Well, we were just gonna go for another uh, probably another ten or fifteen minutes if you that, could do that. That's 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 great. So you know, all humor aside, and I, I frankly don't take him seriously. Uh, if he was living with HIV and he's had HIV for many years and he's not on medication, he would be sick. So a key a key message that I'd like to make, um, all humor aside is that if someone has the potential to be HIV positive, they think they could be, if they right. go have a test and they learn they are HIV positive, they can start taking modern medication that will prevent their HIV from transitioning into AIDS. So people can live long, healthy lives with HIV as long as they know their status and they take medication. 
and if people think they might be HIV positive and they don't get a test, they'll and they are HIV positive, then they'll ultimately learn they're HIV positive because their HIV will transition into AIDS. And another key point is that the science has shown that someone who's HIV positive and taking the right medication, yeah. they're up to 90, 96% less likely to transmit the virus. If they're taking so, the medication. Yeah, that's what I, was, I had heard, that it's a lot less uh, of a problem nowadays than it was in the 80s when it first you know, hit the scene. Well, it's a lot less of a problem for two reasons. Number one, people can live long and healthy lives with HIV. And number two, people who uh, are HIV positive on treatment, <clears throat> it's almost impossible for them to transmit the virus. Wow. Okay, so but key, I, I've heard, I've heard, to, I've heard that like you. Ahead. I've heard that you have to tell people that you're HIV positive before you have sexual relations. Isn't it illegal? Like if you don't tell them and you have sex with somebody, I think it's a crime. In some cases, in in some cases, uh, it has been criminalized. Crime said the crime. Um, in other situations, uh, it isn't. But um, really, uh, the the overall the overall consensus in the the um, activist community is that um, we shouldn't criminalize uh, we shouldn't criminalize issues around HIV. We should rather keep everyone educated and informed. And the reality is there are people out there who don't know their HIV status, who yeah. are HIV positive. I'd rather have HIV than Ebola. That shit is <laughs> well, scary. That's true about that. Ebola. Yeah. Ebola is so, kind of like a fast-working HIV, right? Like no, no. Ebola's a, Ebola's a, a hemorrhagic fever. That shit will like, eat right like through. Hemorrhoids? Like hemorrhoids? No, no. No, literally. <laughs> Literally, it just makes you bleed. It, it just forces the blood right out of your veins. I remember when my sister was pregnant, she had horrible hemorrhoids, I think. <laughs> it was silly. I laughed at her. I kicked her down the stairs. So, kind of fat. Yeah. Nick, Nicholas, is it tough then with uh, how people view like HIV? Like you said, um, you know, all the medication can keep it from being transmitted. It seems like it would be impossible to actually convince somebody of that being true. Like, do you run into issues with that? Well, that doesn't mean that you necessarily want to go have unsafe sex. Uh, um, it's still important, I think, for people to, to practice safer sex. But, for example, let's say there's a heterosexual couple. One of them is HIV positive. The other one is HIV negative, And they would like to conceive a child the old-fashioned way. Well, with the proper use of modern HIV medication, they can conceive the child the old-fashioned way. The person who's negative will remain negative, and the baby will be born HIV negative. That seems like that's you're, how you're Slim was born. Taking, no, that's not how <laughs> born. But that seems like you're taking a big risk, though, because I still feel like that's like is that a hundred percent sure that that's going to work, or are you going to end up bringing a child into the world with the HIV you virus? You just said that's, no, you douche. Yeah, yeah you that's what I, only in Africa. Right. Only in Africa. Um, mother, uh, mother to child transmission of HIV is one hundred percent preventable. Okay. What about baby? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway, my my book my book deals with uh, this, all, a lot of these issues. It's available on Amazon. It's called Life Positive: A Journey okay. to the Center of My Heart, and uh, people can find it. The shortcut is Life Positive Book dot com 
And in it, I talk about um, learning I was HIV positive, the decision to go public with my story, the reaction of friends and family, the impact that it had on my uh, professional life, my dating life, the uh, challenges that uh, that I face and um, the spiritual principles I draw I drew upon to keep persevering in the face of uh, of my of, of of my discovery that I was HIV positive. And, uh, what is what is that book called? Life Positive: A Journey to the Center of My Heart. And people can get it like on Amazon, like it's downloadable through Kindle and stuff like that. Yes, it's on Kindle, it's on Amazon. People go to, can go to lifepositivebook.com uh, 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 as a shortcut. Users? We can't get it? What about, uh, my buddy Matt had a good question. What about like Apple users? Are they able to get it? Like, can you get it on like the, what does Apple use? Like, I guess it's iBook, I guess. I don't the iBook? Um, I don't read, so I wouldn't read it anyway. But. <laughs> right. Yeah, my, my, book, my book as an e-book is only available on Kindle because I get a bigger, uh, a bigger commission. Right. Um, I get a 70% commission on a Kindle sale rather than a, a much lower commission. But uh, people, people with devices, people with any devo- device can download the Kindle software to their computer okay. regardless of, of what their device is. And they can get the book on uh, if they're a, a, if they're an iPad user, for example. You can download the Kindle software and access the okay. Kindle book. Okay, uh, Nicholas, I think we got another caller on the phone. Call, caller, you obviously he's making a lot of noises. Who's it? Hi, who's this? Is there something wrong with your phone? Thank you, Tube Stakes again. Why? Why do we keep answering this phone call? Why do you hang up on me, you cunt? I blocked my number. Uh, yeah, Nicholas still on? The... Yes, Nicholas is still there. Do you have more ridiculous questions for Nicholas? Nah, it's real shit, motherfucker. That song. You're talking about a song, right? <laughs> What's that? Yeah, the, the music video is available at youtube.com slash the power to be strong. And it's all right, titled I'm going to that, but I didn't know if you wanted to do a duet with me. I've been writing my own song. Um, you know, based upon the based upon the the nature of your call and the tone of your humor around HIV, I don't for, foresee wanting to collaborate with you. It's called my T cells are really, 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 really low. Yes, That's well, all I got. Okay, you uh, rendered me. You've, you've with you. I'll call you on the email, and we'll get together. <laughs> okay. All right. That's highly, that's highly but unlikely. Yeah, I have a butt baby. Uh, <laughs> butt baby? What's... My dad All right. always Fr- tells me. Frankie, you, you got to get yourself educated on HIV. It is a serious I'm thing. in a third-step program. A third step what are you program? doing, fucker? All right. All right, uh, Nicholas, it was great having you. I think we're going to let you go. Why don't you uh, let the people... I'm going to let you go. ...find your stuff, and we'll uh, wrap this up. I'm gonna let it go all over your back, motherfucker. Jesus Christ. Slim, I'm gonna rape you, Slim. <laughs> Sexy motherfucker. Thank you for the opportunity to be on the show. I wish you the best of success. Okay, do you? Uh, why don't you get all your plugs out and everything, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. Tell people where they can find um, all your stuff. Um, I have a podcast that's had 1.6 million downloads. Okay. People can find the music video, the podcast, and the book. Oh, I got cut him off.
I I don't know what you did. Robson. Hello. Oh, I don't know. I think my co-host cut you off. Okay, go on. Sorry. Hello. That guy's still on. Who's this? This is Chippa. Chippa. <laughs> Hold on, Chippa. We got. I got. Can you call right back, buddy? Yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. Thank you. Uh, I no problem. Uh, I love you. <laughs> okay. Oh wait. I got. How did I lose? What? Was that? Who was that? That was Chip Chipperson. Was that like the real Chip Chipperson? Yeah. Nah. I'm calling uh Nicholas. Chipperson. Wait, is that Chip? Hello. Yeah, hey, Nicholas. No. Who is this? Oh, I'm sorry. I got the wrong number. Is this Chipper? Who is this? Joey. I don't know who he called. What? Yeah. <clears throat> that was... That was fucking Norton, I think. Really? I think so. Fuck this up! Oh. Uh, Calling Frankie Tube Sticks. Is that Nicholas you're calling back? No. Please leave your message. I think that was What's going on? What's going on? I, I have no clue what happened. I don't know. Somehow we lost all our, all our contacts. I don't know uh, what's going on. All right. Uh, Nicholas, call us back. I'll email him. And Chipper should call us back too. Yeah. <laughs> Where's uh, Nicholas? How did we fuck this up? Oh my God. It was our first real call. I know. It's amazing. Who called? Oh. It's a 609 number. Uh. Robin Slim Show. Nah, fuck yeah. What's going on, buddy? Hey, what's going on, guys? Not much. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, what are you guys talking about? Just shooting the shit. What are you doing? Uh, got an interview with you guys next week. Oh. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, right. it was Raphael. Oh, Raphael! Oh, that's what I do. <laughs> you, you had us going, man. We were like, was that really Jim Norton calling us? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get that guy back on the phone, bro. I, I cut him off oh. when you called. <laughs> do, you want me to, do you want me to get off so you can call him back? Well, I, we don't know what his number is. I'll keep is, you on right I'll now. Gonna, I just, uh, I just I emailed him. I was going to ask him if... if, if, if uh, what if, if AIDS and HIV was a good weight loss alternative? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. I, I fucked it up. Instead of hitting group call, I fucking... <laughs> oh, I fucking blew it, bro. And that did watch that interview. What fucked? Oh, my God. He was not happy at all. He was very upset that we were making fun of AIDS. The journey to the center of his anus. What do you guys do with people with all these random books? 
Oh, I heard last week that you had somebody in the Messiah calling in. Yeah, we and signed I was up. Like, wow, <laughs> we got this website called FreeRadioGuestList.com, which I guess well we just gave them a plug. But yeah, they're getting us all these gem rolls. <laughs> oh man, she so I hated her so much. I wanted to kick her in the fucking car. <laughs> oh no! Oh. Oh. At least she had big fucking tits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you got to look her up on. You can find her on YouTube. She's got like YouTube oh, no, videos. I did. Man. That's how I know. She oh, she does. She got big fun bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Last time I had. Did I really have you guys full? I'm not that good. For a second, I was looking at Rob. I was yeah. Like, like, yeah, I think that might have been Norton. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I was I was doing a Joe Cumier show because he's got he, you know, he's doing his. Uh, uh, his little podcast, and he's doing a whole relaunch. And mm. I called up doing Tony Soprano uh, the same day, the day before when he um, Max Koch was on Anthony's show, and everybody in the, it was like a hundred people. Everybody in the town was like, "Holy shit, is that Max?" And I, and I fucking got all of them. <laughs> I can't do Tony Soprano right now. My voice is fucking. Well, are you the, wait? Are you the, are you the guy that used to call ONA as uh, Tony Soprano a few times? Yeah, yeah. He oh, okay. called Anthony maybe like. Two, 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 three weeks ago. I think I had actually heard the call you did when uh, when he died, when that guy died, and you they were talking to you. No, no, that was that was no, that was that was Max. Oh, okay, that was Max. Oh, uh, okay. Anthony. Oh, and did Anthony's compound show? I don't know, maybe like a month ago, and then the day after, I called Joe up. And I started doing that for him, and everybody thought I was fucking Max, and I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) That rules, dude. Where are you calling from, brother? Where uh, where are you calling from, brother? I'm actually in Connecticut. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, we were wondering because it was a New Jersey uh, area code. No, it's not. It's 860, but then there's a 9, so I thought it was a 609 number. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know what? Fucking Connecticut's got 203. And everybody knows that. Nobody knows 860 because it's like, what well, fucking upstate? What part of Connecticut are you, are you at? Uh, Waterbury-ish uh, area. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. I had a friend who's uh, from uh, Hartford, so. I, oh, okay. I know the, the Is he black? No, he's not. He's actually Puerto Rican. Oh, so. <laughs> oh okay. Oh, so he's from East Hartford. All right. <laughs> yeah, he always told me it was like uh, there's like I guess there's like a track, a train track or something that goes between oh, the God, town. That's always. And he's like the one oh, side. The he's side. like the one side is stupid rich, and you go across <laughs> that train track, and it's just broke motherfuckers left just and right, broken <laughs> glass and nails, rusty nails. <laughs> oh yeah. man. We got. That's we, what, I guess that's where they keep all the homeless and the drug addicts. Yeah. And all the patients. people with crushed hopes and dreams. <laughs> Basically, you know, all the people that vote Democrat. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Ralph, Ralph uh, we actually we got like an 830, so we're going to let you go. Oh, wait. We'll, hold on one second. Oh, hold on. Oh, I did it again. Robin Slip Show. Hey, it's Nicholas Snow. You asked me to call back. Yes. Hold on one sec, though. I'm trying. I, I got a problem with the phone systems. We got a guy that just doesn't know what he's doing over here. Fucking assholes. I, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck to do. I uh, think you can unpause the call. Hit okay. Sirius says call and hold. Just uh, go down. Uh, with the maybe that resume. See that? See the play button? And uh, I, I guess that's Chipper. Chipper. Nicholas. 
Yes. Oh, I guess Chipper hung up. We had a call that was calling for you, and we got disconnected before, and then it looks like it just happened again. So, Chip, if you're listening, please call back. He was calling with a question. Yeah, well, we got cut cut off. I was basically letting them letting your listeners know that everything about my book and my music video and my podcast is available at nicholassnowlive.com. Cool, cool. Let me see. Uh, see if I could. I, I figured we just wait a bit. He had a question and like it just it got all messed up. I was just gonna see if uh, I guess we will wait a minute and see if he calls back. Sounded like you're recent enough. Are you are you in uh you're in uh, California? Yes, I am. Do you do any like local like California TV or anything like that? Um, I did have a television show for seven years in L.A. in the 90s. Um, I'm currently not on TV, but I've had a, my podcast for two years, and it's had 1.6 million downloads so far. Wow. That's awesome. What um what TV show were you on? Um, I had my own public access television show for seven years. Oh, okay. It was called, it was called Tinseltown's Queer, which I described as a Queen's version of Larry King. And it looked at the relationship between the entertainment industry and the LGBT civil rights movement. All right. Um, I guess we're going to wrap this up because we got a, another call very soon. So, uh, Okay. Well, thanks again for, the, for your time. And Yeah, no problem, man. Thank you. You're oh, wait. Hold, oh, wait on, hold, hold on. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Uh, I, think, I think he's calling in. Oh, is anybody there? Ah, Nick, uh, Nicholas. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Ralph, you there, buddy? Yo, what's going on? He just hung up, man. I'm an asshole. <laughs> uh, the other guy, the gay dude? Yeah, he just fucking hung up, dude. Oh, I was trying to get him to hang on, but he fucking, he went to go suck some dick, dude. <laughs> but we're going to go to break, man. I'm sorry. I fucked up. Uh, but we're going to go to break, man, and I look forward to talking to you next week, brother. Yeah, thanks for the no call, problem. man. That was awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. All take right, care. Take care, man. And we will go to break, and we will play Nicholas's song. Where is that? <laughs> oh, gonna... God. I know. It's fucking a lot of songs he sent us. <laughs> that was uh, great. Yeah. <laughs> I felt All nervous right. about it, though, because like I'm like, oh, we can't be making fun of AIDS. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Everybody does it. So this is the end of our Nicholas, story. you're quite the songstress. Yeah, you my think he's related friends. to that snow you guys know? Jimmy's <laughs> Probably. I know he has AIDS. Gonorrhea and syphilis as well. I'm going to have a cigarette if you guys just want to stay put. Leave the our next yeah, I can stay put. And, uh, I'm gonna let this before I cut the clip off. I'll let this play. Is this copyrighted? Hands. Probably, right? Probably, probably all the other ones. My uncle and my cousin and her best friend. Hey, 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 I got wieners in my mouth, wieners in my mouth, wieners in my mouth, got wieners in my mouth.
It's the Wieners we in the Mouth Challenge we'll on Rob and Slim. Hello? Yeah, hi. Quest? Yes, this is him. How you doing? This is uh, Rob and Slim Show. I'm sorry about that. Um, no problem, man. How you doing, dude? I'm good. I'm good. What about you? Doing all right. Had a crazy night so far. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Where are you located, dude? I'm in California. I'm in um, the Los Angeles area. Okay. Uh, cool, cool. How long have you been doing music for? I've been doing music for about three years. I'm 19 now, and I started really taking it professional about three years ago. Wow. I you sound a lot young. older than 19. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Even your uh, songs, <laughs> yeah, the life I experience. A, I get that a lot for real. <laughs> <laughs> are, you going, did you, are you going to like college or anything, or have you just been working on the music? Well, um, originally I was doing football, you know, that whole sports road. But I messed up my back my senior year, oh, so I lost man. my scholarship opportunities. So I was going to the college road, but around that same time, music really took off for me. So it was like no point, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever uh, performed anywhere? Um, yeah, I performed um, as a DJ, not as a um, rapper. Actually, I just started to rap portion of my career recently. I was doing promoting, I mean, um, producing and DJing. Uh, not anywhere big, but like a lot of local spots in LA. Out of Look, California. Like actually DJing, or did you just like press a button and put your arms up in the air? <laughs> yeah, no, nah, no, nah, not like DJing like how um, a lot of these EDM artists do, but more of like um, hip hop sampling, live sampling. Okay. You said it's pretty uh, you, cool. It's a new thing coming out. You said you're from the LA area. Yeah. I have a lot of. I was in the army, so I have a lot of friends from the California area, and I I know. Hip hop is a big thing, especially rap. Everyone that I know from that area, whether it's from like they're from Northern California or Southern California, it's like that's the, that's the big yeah, thing. Yeah, no doubt. Over, that's the thing selling over there. Yeah, that's cool. That's like yeah. uh, DC and Maryland. I never knew how much of a strong like hip hop was vibe was down there, but that's that's a big scene too down there, man. Yeah, it really is, and it's like um, it really I, I don't know if you guys really know too much about hip hop, but um. It really started back with like the NWA days. I yeah, mean, a lot NWA. of like the older people out here really, really started the movement for hip hop because all my older cousins and uncles really, really, really lived the hip hop scene. Yeah, yeah. I've actually, uh, if I, I don't really listen to the hip hop or rap scene, I guess, or but if I do listen to, mm -hmm. it, I, I do listen to the old West Coast classics. You know, like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like Ice Cube yeah. and NWA and yeah. and Dr. Yeah, Dre. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, what got you into music? Just always lo been well, a, um, a lover of it. Yeah, um, I always wrote because I was a I was really really big into like writing. I used to write stories when I was younger and stuff like that. And I um, did um, a music class in high school, and it really really exposed me to a lot of it because my grandpa he's um, really big into like the soul music, like back in like the seventies, like. Haran Scott, like all the old, old classic R&B. Yeah. And it really, really ties into hip-hop. I mean, um, it's crazy because from a producer's standpoint, which is why I started off being a producer, just everything is sampled from something, even if it's an original quote-unquote song. Yeah. Um, it's sampled from something, whether it's the melody that they used, and it's just, it was so crazy for me to find out because I was introduced by a family friend who was a producer, he was showing me like any song that you know from the 70s or 80s, 
is sampled in some way from the um, 90s yeah. on, and it was kind of <clears> crazy <throat> to find each song in a, in a new song, so it got me into it, really. Yeah. That, uh, that's what I was going to ask you, too. Who was your uh, childhood idol? Was it, like, musically, who did you really look up to? Okay, um, funny, um, believe it or not, it wasn't even really a, um, rapper, I wouldn't say. It was more like, um, I didn't really listen to, like, rap until I was, like, 13, 14. So I really liked, um, this guy named Gil Scott Haran. He's more of an independent artist, so I found out now. But, um, yeah, I really liked Timeless Music, and I really liked James Brown. That was, like, one of my favorite artists when I was growing up. That's cool. <clears throat> Yeah, I didn't get into hip-hop until I was like 13, 14, like I said. And when I got into hip-hop, it was the Eminem, the Tupac, right. the Common, all the big, big names now, like Jay-Z yeah. and Kanye, that really, really <clears throat> pushed me into rap. That's cool. Why did you go with the name uh, Quest? Okay, yeah, um, well, Quest, so, I mean, um, it really is like self-explanatory on a journey to find the inner you, I mean, a quest for soul. But um, what really got me into that's funny because... Um, when I was younger, everybody used to call me Quest because I was like, I looked like I was lost all the time when I was younger. <laughs> right, so they, you were like, always I was always on a quest, like trying to find out what everybody was doing. <laughs> and um, as I got older, I really just didn't want to be called Quest. It was like, okay, what, what does that even mean? So I tried to like flip it into a medical, uh, metaphorical meaning about the Quest soul because everybody's on a journey to find who they are, even awesome. if you're older. That's cool. I like that. I like your <laughs> songs too. I, I only heard uh, the two, um, "Lose My Life" and "Mother's Day." Those songs are amazing, dude. Thanks, man. Those are actually um, older songs. I um, haven't released anything new because I'm working on my debut album. But um, those songs were mixed like um, two, three years ago, wow. and those honestly are like two of my favorite songs of my own that are out at least. And, and um, yeah, they're really deep meaning. I like the fact that. Um, my music is very exposing to my life. Yeah, you know that's what I, mean? what I liked about it, man. And that, like I said, that Mother's Day song is is, is amazing. And that's what I was going to ask you too. And lose my life. Did were you really involved in a, a drive-by? Yeah, um, like, the song is metaphorical to the timestamp because I mean, no, I mean, no, they didn't all die in the same day, like how the song infers. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, my dad died when I was two months old. Um, he was wow. shot. And then my best friend died when I was in seventh grade. And it was just like, it's crazy because you look back on your life and it looks like everything is in, in the span of a day. But yeah, yeah. that's your question. I, I was never um, shot, but um, I was around when drive-by shootings were around. Wow. And it's just the, the living in the poverty level lifestyle is really, really is crazy. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask about your upbringing too, if you were if you were uh, poverty or, or well, well um, because a lot of guys, well, you know, they come off hard, but they came from like, you know, a nice section of town or something. Exactly. And I know exactly what you mean because, um, if you listen to my music, I don't like to portray that I'm like a gangster or a thug or something because that is completely not me. I mean, yeah, yeah. I had to fight a lot in my life, but, um, never really was into gangs and stuff like that. But, um, mm background um i have eight brothers and sisters including myself and like i said my dad passed away when i was younger and so it was me and my brothers and sisters and my mom and we never were really I, w I would never say we were poor because i always look at it there was always people who had less than us and i always yeah. had 
video games, always had nice clothes. It was never really like I was poor, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But um, my dad's side of the family has substantial amount of money, but um, I didn't have access to that. It was more what we had, and we were living off welfare, all that type of stuff. So we were relatively um, under medium wage, but we were never really poor, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, uh, like having so many brothers and sisters, are you close with all of them, or did it kind of like you guys? Yeah. Start? Oh, okay, cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah my... definitely close with all my brothers and sisters. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm second oldest out of eight, so all the younger ones, like even now to this day, I'm, I mean, they're all under eighteen. The wow. closest ones, they're sixteen now, and I mean, just really trying to help them grow and um, find who they are, get them ready for college and stuff like that. But I mean, yeah, I'm definitely very close to my all, all my brothers. And sisters. Do they all like like your music and look up to you for what you're doing? Funny, um, <laughs> I have two maybe that really like my music. The other ones are kind of like, okay, yeah, you do music. Like if you ask them, I'm no big deal. It's funny, um, right. they all like they'll give me songs to people who I met and stuff like that. I say, oh, this guy, he's pretty famous. You like him? Oh uh, yeah, I, I know him. It's kind of funny. It's kind of like <laughs> they don't know what I do for a living. All right. I'm gonna ask the question. Um, we asked a guy a question this question last week. Biggie or Tupac? Who are you going with? Funny. Um, I just talked to one of my friends about this. We got into a really heated discussion. <laughs> I honestly don't think Biggie is that big, and I say that I say that because of the fact that if you listen to his music from a rap standpoint, he never was lyrical. He never had heavy metaphors, big words, even. He was just, and this is why he's one of the greatest, I give him this, he had one of the best flows out of any rapper to ever rap, ever, which is amazing. Yeah. But as far as rapping goes, no, he was never lyrical. I mean, if you listen to his biggest song, Juicy, you can't pull a metaphor out of the song. And for that reason, <laughs> I always say the only reason why Biggie is recognized as one of the goats of hip-hop is because he feuded with the goat, which is Tupac. Because if you look at it, when the the wolf howls at the moon, it's no big deal. But when the moon howls back at the wolf, it makes the wolf a moon. And that's really what happened to Biggie. And if they didn't die, I don't think neither one of them would be as big as they are, honestly. Good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah man. It. I mean, and I'll, I always just slack for it, but I mean, looking at it at a realistic as aspect, if you listen to their music, yeah, there's the time and the generation difference but their music isn't really that much better than a lot of artists that were in that time, like Jay-Z, which I feel is very underrated as far as the vote of that time. He was well beyond their talent at that time. Hmm. So do you like, do you like the, the, do you like the hip hop from, uh, I would say from the older days or do you like the hip hop nowadays? Well, um, kind of torn between the two because of the fact that back then, it was more of a lifestyle of rap and hip-hop, if you know what I mean. Now, the music is definitely better, but the fact that we all know most of the rappers are just saying stuff to say stuff and not really about what they're speaking on. Yeah, I, so that's, that's I what I've I kind of felt about it. Better. I, I, I feel like more of the hip-hop today is like it just, it's just a, a money scene that it's, people are just saying that they're going on the subjects that sell. And I felt yeah. that yeah. when you listen to like when you listen to um, NWA or Ice Cube or anyone from the older days, 
you could tell that was their lifestyle. You know what I mean? That's what they. I mean, you can, there's some guys nowadays you can hear like Eminem. You can still hear his anger. I mean, um, nowadays it's also a lot that's of the, the whole. I, I was going to say, nowadays it seems like uh, the people who are really into it or who are really like putting their soul into it, they don't get big. They're the, the smaller guys that are on Twitter and stuff like that. Like we've been. Exactly, you know, exactly. But um, even back then, I mean, if you were going to do a big song, if you weren't a gangster and you were trying to make it big, you essentially couldn't unless you had a big city movement like Nas did, like Common did. Um, I wouldn't did. You still there? Quest. I think we got disconnected. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened. He just, yeah, he just hung. He, I don't think he hung up. Oh, he's going back. Just a. Quest, you there? Hi, who's this? Hello, we're not. Uh, we're, we don't hear anything, so I don't. I don't know, Quest, if you're calling back. I, I think something went with the connection. I'm not sure if it's on your end. I look pretty good over here. My Hello. Head. Oh, you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, I was saying that. I, oh, I don't know why the phone was picking it up, but um, yeah. What I was saying was um, artists that are very lyrical and like. You're you're going in and like, out, and I'm not I'm not sure if it's we can't really hello? hear you there. Yeah, well, you're going like in and out, so I don't know if it's something on my end or if it's something on your end. It, I mean, it might be either one. Um, I'll try to call back again right now. And no, wait, you're good. Some. You're actually good now. Okay. Stop. So. Okay. Yeah. So um, I was saying that um, there's a lot of artists nowadays that are still upholding that same image of hip hop. Like I don't know if you heard of J Cole. Well, like Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. I know Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. yeah. J. Cole, he's really he's one of my biggest influences right now, honestly. He um really has a lot of like real life situational music, borderline Tupac ish stories of his environment, of his childhood. And it really and he's actually a big artist right now, um did that song Crooked Smiles that's been on the radio for a long time. But yeah, um there's a lot of artists that are still trying to give that same um aspect of hip-hop that made hip-hop hip-hop but there's also the artists that drown it out which i mean always been the case of, of music and hip-hop at least yeah i had a, one one more question um how do you feel like i used to know him i don't know any of them offhand right now i'd have to look him up but the more the uh, like underground because I, like i had mentioned i had a lot of friends who were from uh california and obviously mm -hmm. they, they were all influenced by uh, obviously rap and hip-hop how do you feel about the underground, like, rap over there? Because I know there's a little bit of an underground scene. How do you feel about that? Is it a, is it a good scene, or is it a, a scene that's going to blow up, or...? Um, you know, um, with the whole underground movement, I mean, it is something that is good to hip-hop, but one thing that I don't like is when people um, say the whole, this is real hip-hop. And underground artists have a big tendency of doing this. We're not mainstream. We're not sellouts. And that's why they choose to stay underground. But um, there's a big talent barrier between a lot of underground artists and the mainstream artists. If you can't make a song that is just accepted by the public, 
it's not because you're not mainstream, it's because you don't make good music. And that's mm. what people don't understand because the the aspect of just rapping with no hook or rapping about something that clearly only pertains to you is the same thing as only dunking in a basketball game and never shooting the ball. You're going to be easy to guard. You're not going to be somebody who's a good player. And it's the same thing. And with the underground movement, there's a lot of good artists or no, there's a lot of good rappers, but most of them aren't good artists, and that's why they're still on the ground. So, I mean, the underground movement is one that I used to really, really like until I got into this business, and I saw the lack of the business aspect of their music. That answer your question, Matt? That's a very good point. <laughs> All right. Good. All right, Quest. Listen, it was great talking to you. We got to uh, wrap it up because we got like another interview in about eight minutes. So why don't you tell okay, the people... Great, yeah, tell the people where they can find you, promote whatever you got to promote, and we'll let you go. All right, brother? Okay, man, yeah. Um, they can find me at RealQuestSoul on Twitter, and um, they can also go to my website, QuestSoulTNT.com. We have all of our music and all of our artist music as well up there. And... Um, Got a new album coming out sometime next year. It'll all be on the website if you guys go. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Okay, man. All right. Uh, you too, brother. Okay. You too, man. All right. See ya. All right, guys. We're going on break. I'm so, like, mixed up right now because Rob took off during the interview. Rob, get back in here. I knew nothing about this guy because Rob's just been kind of talking to him, and I haven't. So, all right. On that note, we're uh, we're going to go on break. We'll be back. Yeah, I never know what. So here is a song from Quest Soul. This is called Lose My Life. I lose feelings as quick as I lose chapstick. I'm dead broke like a subway in Manhattan. I always said if this music ain't happening in five more years, then I would surely quit rapping. Well, I guess that life is a test. You only truly losing life when you try your best. Cause to lose when you thought that you would lose from the start is better than to lose when you was winning in your heart. Huh. Or maybe life is a dream Cause everything that we wishing for don't be what it seems They tell me reach for the stars and you land on the moon But that sound like rock bottom and the dirtiest dunes So me, I keep it moving, ain't no stopping the looking back I'm at my breaking point like entrances on cul-de-sacs Mama still drowning emotions in them liquor potions So I take a sip, hocus pocus My dad died last night so I was sitting thinking, asking why last night? Why? And I'm trying not to take my life. Mama tell me I'll be alright. My friend died last night. So I ain't gonna look up in the sky all night. No. Cause I know I might lose my life. Mama tell me I'll be alright. My girl cried last night. Cause she didn't see me step inside last night no. Cause she know they tryna take my life Mama tell me I'll be alright I almost died last night But that drive-by shooter closed his eyes too tight Bam. Lord, why you tryna take my life? Mama tell me I'll be alright Born a sinner, but I promised that I grew better I fucked up, but my mama told me do better Shit, but how the fuck you supposed to change me? When I'm watching all your problems like it's HD 
huh? Cause we ain't ate in a week, and I'm still getting comfort. Air walks on my feet, and I thought I had a shot at the girl in my dreams, but she laughed in my face cause the holes in my jeans, huh? I guess we don't finish last, cause good guys don't win, and we don't get the ass. Girls leave nice guys to get treated like trash, and if you play by the rules, I guarantee that you last. All those tears of joy, your tears of pain, cause you risk it all to play the game. And I know that you fed up, but you gotta keep your head up. All those tears of joy and tears of pain, cause you risked it all to play the game. And I know that you fed up, but you gotta keep your head up. My dad died last night, so I was sitting thinking as to why last night. Why? And I'm trying not to take my life, mama tell me I'll be alright. My friend died last night. So I ain't gonna look up in the sky all night, no Cause I know I might lose my life Mama tell me I'll be alright My girl cried last night Cause she didn't see me step inside last night, no Cause she know they tryna take my life Mama tell me I'll be alright I almost died last night But that drive-by shooter closed his eyes too tight Bang. Lord, why you trying to take my life? Mama, tell me I'll be all right. guys what's up we are back we're waiting uh, for a call from i'm not really sure again my co-host rob is outside taking a, f a phone call from his kids so and he does all the booking and the emailing but i believe it's like a movie uh, director and writer this guy wrote and directed his own movie and it's called nine full moons i figure while we're waiting we'll uh, check out the trailer for it real quick although it can't be like i said it can't be too deep because i figured nine full moons you said it was a chick flick it looks like a chick flick, yeah. So I'm going to say it's about pregnancy, nine full moons, nine months. Well, I, I, wa I, show Ro I watched it earlier uh, with Pete, and him and I were, like, making fun of it, and then uh, Rob and I watched it, and Rob thinks it looks really good. I just don't think I'm seeing the same thing he's seeing. But, uh, yeah, maybe. Hold on. We'll have, to, we'll have to really look into this. Nine full moons. Although they were supposed to call now, and I don't hear them. Uh, I don't hear a call coming in, so this is the trailer for uh, Nine Full Moons, who should be calling in to talk to us. I believe the writer and the director of this movie. Oh wait, I'm still playing like Quest Soul. I'm just all out of order right. Well, alright, hold on. There we go. Alright, so let's check this uh, wonderful thing out. Uh, I don't need this whole. But eight seconds isn't gonna make the fuck. the video. What are you doing? I'm uh, just. just uh, he's a pretty boy. 
kissing. Told you, and pregnancy. Then and then they're kissing. Pregnancy. And now they're jumping up and down, and they're kissing. And there's, uh, they're riding a bicycle together. Now they're running through the beach. And now they're, she's laying on his chest. They're dancing. They're hugging. There's some dude singing. There's another dude singing. They're hugging again. They're in a car. They're looking at each other. She's on top of him again. They're hugging again. <laughs> this looks good. This is good. This is a fucking another notebook right here. <laughs> Fuck my life. <laughs> oh wait, they're angry. Oh, he's beating people up. There's a rape They're on top of each other again. She looks very upset. She's gotta have though. <laughs> he's like the uh, the stereotypical like like pretty boy that every girl or bad boy that every girl wants to get with. Ooh, I like this guy with the hat. This man. is gonna he's be a good scene. They're on a bicycle again. They're in a bathtub, naked. Nine full moons. And you made the observation, I think we already said it, that it's like about pregnancy. I'm, I'm thinking that because I started thinking, like you said, nine full moons. There's nine months in pregnancy. Each yeah. month has a moon. One of them's going to be full, obviously. And she's going to get fat, so there's nine full moons right there. Nine full moons. I actually don't even know if they're scheduled to be calling... Now it's a nine o'clock call. It is a nine o'clock call. Oh, it is a nine o'clock yeah. call. So they just bailed out on us. They said, "Fuck this show." They're gonna make fun of my gay movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously a chick flick, and I'm calling into a, a guy show, so they're gonna fucking make By fun the of that. End of this movie, she's gonna be heavy with child. <laughs> she's gonna be heavy with child. <laughs> it's like you said. It's the serious version of Knock the Fuck Up. <laughs> <laughs> Not, uh, which was also kind of a chick flick, but at least it had Seth Rogen's Yeah, style. it's like, we didn't get Seth Rogen's fat ass, but we yeah. got this hot fucking long black hair motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least Knocked Up had uh, Seth Rogen's childish antics in it to make it somewhat entertaining. Yes, it did. <laughs> but even that was like... But yeah, it got it's, tired. It got to a chick flick, and it's like, come on, Seth Rogen, go back to fucking Pineapple Express, motherfucker. That's where you belong. Straight up. But I, I noticed with Seth Rogen, he's always a pot smoker. Like yeah. He's just every movie. I, I love it. I think I said, I haven't seen Neighbors, but I heard he's like the good guy in Neighbors. Like, he's the dad. Yeah, he plays like the family man and then his neighbor, Zac Efron. Oh, that motherfucker. Like, That's another motherfucker. They're the college party kids. Zac Efron, Jesus. Every time fucking women hear that name, it's a wet pussy. <laughs> <laughs> he's been around for a few years now, too, right? Like, he started probably in movies when he was, like, 17 Yeah, he's another one of those, uh... I think he was a Disney guy that just never got into the bad scene, I guess. Because him and I think... What was the other one? Uh, who's the bitch from that one show back in the day? Oh. She had a show. She had a show on that damn channel. I can't fucking name There's a lot of bitches who had some damn shows back in the damn I day. I know. <laughs> but she... I can't think the of her. Blonde chick? Yeah, actually. blonde chick. Yeah, yes, yeah. the blonde chick. Uh, uh Sarah Michelle Gellar. Uh... No. Uh, uh, no, she had a fucking show. Uh, what was that show? She uh, here he is. <laughs> We're lost without you. <laughs> no, no, nobody's calling. On we us. just what? watched. We just watched your trailer. Did you like it? No. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I had made the assumption that I'm thinking it's about pregnancy because nine full moons is a moon. Every moon's got, uh, every month's got a moon that's full, and there's nine oh. months of pregnancy. I mean, it can't be that deep. I'm a fucking asshole. Right. I'm a deep. I'm not that deep. 
I'm a fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm retarded. I'll say I'm a. I have the song. <laughs> Just a prom night dumpster baby. <laughs> Perfect for the movie. So Mind for Completely appropriate. There is a. Uh, oh, there was a call from Ranker. I don't know. Oh. But boy, it's awfully sad. <laughs> I don't know. Rick was best to me. But, uh. I'm singing right from the soul. I'll mess you up. Actually, this song came right off the soundtrack. Right? Yeah. <laughs> She's at the prom. So I'm a prom night dumpster baby. Prom night dumpster baby, the movie. Is the cat getting that? I'm taking a stroll. 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 Yeah, he was good. Cool. I got thrown off though because I was like, I didn't know what was going on and I didn't know this much is gonna about bug him. Me. And then there was like a few times where the phone was going out, so I was like, uh, I don't know oh. if it's you or if it's us. Like, you don't know who that chick was. Whenever there was a chick that there was a Disney chick in like the '90s, she had a show on on the Disney Channel. And she wasn't Hannah Montana. No, and she she was one of the ones that didn't get like was, fucked uh, up with the drugs and all that. I can't think of I can't think of who fucking name was. Because she didn't like, get fucked up on drugs, she disappeared. Like Hillary no. Duff or something. Hillary Duff, like? that's oh, the bitch. Oh, that's yeah. Hillary oh, Duff. Duff. I couldn't think of a fucking because she, she's not a yeah, fucking. Yeah, my sister had a poster. I drew like a mustache. Like, <laughs> she's like one of the only ones that didn't get fucked up. There was a couple that. of them. Yeah. Though. I think it was Hillary Duff, and I think uh, that that chick Mandy Moore. I don't think she ever got into any drugs or anything either, right? No, yeah, no, she never did. I thought she was a mess. No. I don't know. Who the fuck is we gotta look this up now. <laughs> I kind of She remember. was like more from like our childhood, like early '90s, I guess, or yeah, late. The bitch 90s. from uh, that's so Carly or whatever. I so Carly. No, no. Oh, I Carly. Uh, that's it. I. Carly. No, no. She was a uh, Mandy Moore. I think was uh like a pop singer. Yeah. Who the fuck is Mandy Moore? I can't believe people didn't even <laughs> heard of it. I thought she was around for a while. Let's see. Well, she just doesn't really. She looks old. It's like an old bird. Uh, she's born in 1984. Yeah, she's old oh, shit. Mandy Moore. Yeah, it just seems like she's uh <laughs> further. She's just still doing that. too. What uh? What are you laughing at? Ralph was tweeting to us. Oh, was he? <laughs> I like Ralph. He's cool. Yeah, he rules. I can't wait to him. talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him actually comment on like uh O and A videos and stuff before. It's like, yeah. Like we got a real fan and friend and amigo. Yes. S. C. As our brothers from the south. Of ah, I don't know what are the nine full moons. Maybe there's a prom night. Uh, yeah, I told them uh, that, that yeah, what had happened was they realized they're calling into a show with nothing but guys and they're making them chick. <laughs> uh, so that's not. And we were just gonna like make fun of them. <laughs> they're just gonna tear that um, shit apart. Oh, oh, he says calling now. We'll see. We'll see. Let me see. Let me see. What's under the hood? <laughs> How is your girl doing, Slim? How oh, is great. that happening? Great. No, I haven't been since she blocked me, remember? Thicky Mc... No, she didn't, you said. She just deleted the message. 
Yeah, but I didn't make any other attempts. Christian was asking me, he's like, oh, you got like a dinner date from a girl from Plenty of Fish. I was like, no, I don't have any dinner date from a girl from Plenty of Fish. Thicky, huge ha- hips. Thicky, huge hips. She was, she was a very thick woman. I would say right now, those hips could have pushed out three or four children. Those hips don't <laughs> lie. Those hips don't lie, motherfuckers. <laughs> she could be plopping out your boys right now. <laughs> oh, there we go. Hey, who's this? Robin Slim Show. Hello. Hi, who's this? Uh, Tomer. Awesome. How you doing, Tomer? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm sorry. I uh, I'm a little late. Uh, I I just noticed that it's uh, Eastern time. I'm in California, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's crazy. Apologies for that, but uh, all is good. Everything's great. Now, what's your movie called? Uh, Nine Full Moons. Yeah, it's called Nine Full Moons. And it's a, a roller coaster of a relationship movie, kind of a, you know, with a punk rock edge, I guess. Is it is it kind of like like the room? Ah, uh, no, not at all. Like the room. <laughs> I'm gonna say right now, is it about pregnancy? Because I had I had made the assumption that it was about pregnancy because I figured nine full moons each month, the, the, a girl's pregnant for nine months. Oh. And then also each moon, each month has a full moon, so that's why I had made the assumption it was about oh. pregnancy. Well, yeah, it has some of that. Right? Which, which which movie are you talking about? The Room, like that? that uh, oh, well, he was, no, he was, the, a, he was asking the about... That, that has long lines, like cult movie? No, he was asking about your movie. I asked you if it was like the room that was a Tommy Wiseau that was actually considered like the worst movie ever made, but it was supposed to be like oh. a, a roller coaster of relationships. Like that's all he really wrote. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that movie recently with a commentary too. It's hilarious. It's yeah, very funny. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I, think I love we that movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's serious about that movie too, man. He, he thought it was going to be like this amazing thing, and it yeah. just it just got big because of how horrible it was. Well, you know, apparently. Man, tons of money, you know, so I, I wouldn't mind switch places. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know, I know. I think James Franco just bought the uh, option or the rights to, to do a remake or something. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, the the really? guy, the co-star of that movie, Greg Sestero, had wrote a book about what it was like doing the movie with Tommy Wiseau and uh, James Franco, who was like obsessed with the movie and read Greg Cicero's book, said, "I'm turning this book yeah, into and, a movie." And, so. uh, James Franco is going to be starring as Tommy. As Tommy Wiseau. Wiseau. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm well. I'm running to see that for sure. No, but I mean, you know, our film is a bit more on the serious uh, side, I guess. You uh, know, uh, mm. uh, but yes, it has. Uh, you know, without revealing too much, you know, it has to do with the cycle of birth for sure. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. We broke the code. Uh, I did. I, uh, I, 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 I'm not a smart man, but I figured <laughs> that one out. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. It's all over the web. <laughs> it said that the, the characters are damaged. Is that from, like, previous relationships or just their uh, own yeah, demons? Yeah, you know, I think, I think anyone who watches it could, could relate, you know, if you've ever been uh, in love or a relationship, whatever. Uh it's just the ups and downs, you know. Of, it's a kind of chronicle of a relationship. It's a guy meet meets a girl in a bar, and everything goes wrong from there, you know. Now you wrote uh, you wrote and directed it, right? 
wrote, directed, uh, edited, and actually produced as well. Okay, wow. J- so just like Tommy was so with the room. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but no, the reason I asked you that is because I was wondering, like, did you base it off of any of your experience with previous relationships? Like, did you meet a girl at a bar once, and this is what it turned into? Well, you know, it, it's loosely based on uh, how I, I met with my partner. You know, uh, she produced the film Gabrielle Almagor. So uh, yeah, it's loosely based on uh, the time we met before we got married and all that. So, are there any tit scenes, or are we looking at a straight chick flick? Uh, come again? You're saying it's a chick? You're asking if it's a chick flick? Or is there boobies? He wants to know if there's boobies in it, or if you're looking at just like a you know. M- Burglar like chick flick without well, a like, uh, no, you have, lifetime. You, 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 yeah, you have you have a fair share of uh, not too much, but uh, a little bit of booby. There's also a, a, a music component to it because uh, the lead uh, character. That this is not really based on what I mean. You know, I've had experiences uh, driving around with a limousine, driving like hip hop uh, guys, actually from the East Coast. But uh, anyway, the lead character, he's kind of an aspiring musician, and uh, he drives, uh, you know, rock stars around, and he ends up, uh, uh, you know, uh, getting plugged in into uh, making uh, the new album for this guy, Charlie King Nash, played by uh, Donal Log, you know, uh, Donal from uh, the show Gotham at the moment, and a bunch of uh, million other things. And anyway, so Donal plays this guy, Charlie King Nash, who's a, a rock and roll guy on a comeback binge and he's making a new record and he's you know he's flying to LA and he ends up uh, making the record with with the with the main guy in the movie Lev as he's like sound technician but but they butt heads in the studio so there's a there's a music element to it you know anybody who's into music there's a lot of music in the movie also like yeah, that did you compose yeah. the music too since you like edited it and did everything else yeah, I, I didn't do everything. I'm exaggerating, actually. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Well, you know, we had a we had a a composer, and we had many, uh, uh, quite a few musicians, like local musicians, contributing uh, tracks. Uh, one of the guys who plays uh, uh, Lev and Frankie are the lead characters. Frankie is the chick, uh, or the girl, and Lev is the guy. Uh, so one of the guys who plays his best friend in the movie, right. uh, composed uh, uh, quite a bit of the soundtrack, the, the electronic stuff. Yeah, I had heard uh, that uh, actually Seth MacFarlane, when he does his, his uh, any of his shows, like uh, he does Family Guy, that it's a lot, all the music is played live right there. Like he, well, he does the music live, but he composes it before he does the show. Like he has his songs in, like a Shibupi in, this, in there. Oh, he does yeah. them all live. And then he makes a show or whatever, so he has like a live band doing it. So, but he does everything, right? He's he's kind of uh, yeah. He's a uh, he's, he, he's running the show. I, I didn't even know he did like 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 most of the voices on the show. I didn't even know that. Yeah. What I what I love about Seth MacFarlane is he's the type of guy who just does this shit for himself. Like he loves doing it. He just has a good time doing it. He doesn't give a shit what other people think about it yeah that's really right. he doesn't like, care awesome. like, he, he, and he also just has the money to do that well you know but he started somewhere and he started nowhere so i mean you know he was yeah. at one time that that kid in the room right yeah he can you better uh, stuff than that tell me yeah <laughs> tell her hold on for a second we got a caller caller you're on the air who is this Frankie. Oh my God, Frankie! Why are you Not calling again. us again? What do you want, Come on, Frankie? I heard you guys talking about me in a movie. <laughs> oh, I think you said something about somebody named Frankie. 
in your movie. So our uh, one of our regular listeners who we think he might be a little, you know, there might be something right, right. just not right in there, but I guess he thinks yeah, he's in the movie. He was going to be in Hollywood until I got put in jail and raped. <laughs> Frankie, and then Frankie from the Bronx? <laughs> yeah, yeah, from uh, Ben yeah, yeah. I had a rough life. I could be in any movie you put me in. Right, right, right. Frankie, why do you keep calling yeah. us, man? Frankie, so, yeah. I have a friend. Go on, man. I'll be out there. I'll hunt, hunt you guys. <laughs> make movies. Don't worry. Would you put, <laughs> you put, would you put our buddy Frankie Tube Snakes in a movie? Uh, sure, man. You know, if, if I ever get to the East Coast and we make a, a thug life, or what, 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 how would you describe yourself, Frankie? I like meth and heroin. He's a, he's oh, a okay. Junkie. Well, there you go. So we'll do a crack then, uh, kind of, uh, you know. They call me a sloppy party bottom. And I go out. Yeah, may, may, like, maybe I, we'll do. Maybe we'll put together like an animal screenplay. You know, I used to have this uh, cat from the Bronx. His name was Vincent, and he had one year. He's dead now, but maybe we'll <laughs> cast you with oh, that. With let's dig him up. <laughs> Frankie oh, wants to uh, dig up your cat. Well, I had to because he was a snitch. <laughs> oh, your cat was yeah, a snitch. I got fucked up for that too. Like. <laughs> Love you guys. Frankie had a rough time in jail. All right, Frankie, we're gonna we're gonna let you go, man. Uh, we always appreciate your right. calls. I'm gonna go. But uh, the real the the, the uh, Frankie in the movie is played by Amy Simons. I, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but uh, no, but she's pretty hot. If you can give me her number, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> he said he wants her go. number. That's one way to approach it. <laughs> what um was I gonna ask? Denal Logue. Uh, I was gonna ask. I'm sorry, we got like sidetracked there. Frankie's on every um, drug what movie, I, man. He is a mess. Was it tough putting this project together? Like it, it was it like expensive or? Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Wait a second, is Frankie still there? No, 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 Frankie hung up. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, our, our, a lot of people, it, a lot of people hard, say... Was it expensive? It, it, I, you know, I think it's always hard, right? You know, uh, it took a couple of years of my life, that's for sure. Uh, it's not too expensive, you know, it's not a big budget uh, Hollywood movie. It's an independent film. Uh, but then, nevertheless, it's, it's always hard to raise funds for anything. I'm sure you guys know. <laughs> So yeah, you know, uh, uh, I think the the hardest part was that, uh, uh, you know, we 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 had a few incidents oh, <laughs> during really? the the shoot. You know, uh, uh, some of the uh, actors were influenced by the main storyline, and <laughs> we're going back and forth, uh, coming back and forth, uh, going on, uh, you know, uh, to rehab and coming back. Oh, they were doing oh, they were doing drugs. Some of your actors were doing drugs. That's what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, because oh, it, it was so dramatic and hard to handle. Yeah. Oh, wow. They were, they were doing hardcore, I bet. They were doing it up Frankie style. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, where did you meet, there you go. Yeah. Where did you meet all your actors? Were they like just all friends of yours? Where did you meet Amy? At the clinic? <laughs> no, I'm, you know, uh, most of it was a uh, normal casting process. We have a you know, casting director and, all, and whatnot. Uh, the, the lead guy, uh, Brett Roberts, I actually uh, met in the film festival, and we ended up, you know, talking, and we thought we'd do something together. So a bunch of, you know, a few months down the road, 
I had some. Uh, I had an open window, and I just gave him a call, and, and this ended up being Nightful Moose. But uh, so he brought some some people to the project that he knew, other actors. But uh, and he actually, uh, I think Amy came through him. But he, then it was you know me meeting her and oh, and doing all the normal stuff. But um, you know uh, people like Donald Log and Pamela Adlon. Uh, you know, we mentioned Seth MacFarlane. I, I oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dale Dickey and all these people, Harry Dean Stanton, they all came from the casting and stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, have you done any other movies, or was this your first project? I, I, I made a lot of short films. This is my first feature film. Uh, I'm actually shooting another film right now, but a documentary feature. It's about uh, lion hunters. Okay. Uh, and then there's a bunch of, uh, you know, other projects in the uh, pipeline so it's all kind of coming together slowly <laughs> <laughs> um the yeah. lion hunter you did a documentary on lion hunters that there's actually, actually people really who are stupid enough to Dude, i was gonna make a video about cat kicking but <laughs> just kicking cats. About what? i missed it i was just gonna go out and kick a lot of cats and take it on video <laughs> I was gonna try to sell it to Hollywood. Oh right, right, right. <laughs> no, I was yeah, people, kill, people kill lions, man. It's crazy. Uh, people are stupid enough to go out and put a gun on a lion's. There was actually that, like grizzly bear guy that gets like eaten. He, yeah. he filmed himself like you know he's talking to these grizzly bears. He's like he's going up. He's oh, touching you, you, these. You're talking about the Werner Herzog movie, funny, the Grizzly Man. Funny. Yeah, yeah, the Grizzly, grizzly. Man. Yeah. Well, yeah, I that, 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 yeah that, this this guy was actually uh, yeah yeah he was talking to the bears for sure but he was like you know uh, kind of an animal rights activist or whatever that's just like uh, those... pretty absurd right that he was yeah yeah ended that's... up uh, getting eaten by the birds it's <laughs> like those guys who go out and film like animals and shit and then they're like oh this is a lion and then they're like oh let's piss it the fuck off <laughs> I actually saw I, there was a story a couple of months ago where this girl uh, killed like a lion or she was killing all their like different animals in Africa and I uh, oh, nice have posted pictures of it on Facebook and people were outraged because of it. Yeah, fuck you, you're killing someone. Yeah, you're, 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 you're talking about uh, Melissa Beckman or Kendall? Uh, uh, Kendall, what, Kendall, Kendall is the one. Kendall, I... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, aware of that. Uh, look, it's it's a very complex subject. I got I got to be serious here for a second, you know, because I mean the the immediate response is, oh, why why would you go to Africa and, and kill this beautiful animal and you know pay money and stuff it. Why wouldn't you? Uh, but it's it's more complex than that, you know. I mean, the bottom line is that there's over overpopulation on the planet, you know, mm. and, and animals are actually losing their natural habitat. I'm I'm trying to make it short, okay? <laughs> Without yeah, no, too much. My thing is, you know, so are you saying... many, many sides to the equation, you know, and part of it yeah. is that some of these hunters are actually bringing money to poor areas in Africa. So it's it's more complex than what it looks like so on the you... surface and in social media. Are you pro killing uh, lions? You know, What's that? I would are, kill a dog. Are you pro? Are you are you pro killing lions? or Are you against it? Uh, I am uh, the filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Not gonna no, I'm I put just my, saying because at first yeah. it sounded like you were like a you were with it, and then a second I'm down for it. I'm I'm not. I I think lions are pretty uh, I, one of the coolest animals I, on I, the I, earth. I pretty much like. I mean, there's some that animals I, that deserve to die, like a fucking. Shark, I mean, that thing comes at you. Or a hobo. I fucking hate the homeless. I'm kind of an <laughs> no. amateur hunter myself, but I, I don't hunt, I don't hunt anything fisherman. I can't. 
I don't hunt anything I can't eat. What am so, I looking for? Like, and yeah, that, 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 that's that's a big argument among some hunters. You know, I mean, I've met with quite quite a few hunters uh, so far. You know, and 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 some are like that exactly. It's uh, all about. Oh God, I will beat the fuck uh, out of a dog. Not, I will beat the fucking hunting. shit out of a dog. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> well, yeah, like I said, deer, <laughs> deer, turkey, moose, elk. That's about it. <laughs> I think I think the coolest thing to hunt would probably be like a fucking tiger or something like that. I wouldn't hunt a lion. I would though. just hunt like somebody's fish right, tank, do, and I would do, just they, grab they, them they, out. They, and they do that in Siberia from helicopters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's 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 extremely illegal. <laughs> or uh, or like the dangerous game kind of thing. Just throw a guy in a jungle so you got thirty minutes and get, you know. Dangerous game kind of shit. I totally you know hunt a dinosaur, though. We had that one guy <laughs> on Nick. What did he have? Gerbils and shit? <laughs> he had a gerbil. Where would you do that? Night in the museum? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pete's going to build a time machine. He's going to go back in time and hunt the dinosaur. And get dinosaurs. Robin Williams well, back. Take my son with you. He'd love that. <laughs> you, have, uh, you have kids? Yeah, yeah. What do you got? Just one son? I got two, man. I got Ooh. three. How, how old are your kids, man? There you go. I got I got a fifteen year old and a seven year old. Wow. Do they think it's awesome that their father's like a film director or do they like not even really acknowledge it? Uh well the the younger the, uh, Shane is in my movies, so oh, <laughs> cool. Cool. I'm sure he's acknowledged I'm actually writing a screenplay about him. That's awesome. Uh, you know, uh, giving him a role in it now, so but uh yeah, no, they're they're totally aware of it, but it's not it's not something, you know, uh I'm, I'm not famous or anything, man. You yeah. know, I'm just making uh, Neither <laughs> you know, small movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how it starts. Did you, like, uh, did you teach your son, like, how to act, or do you kind of just, like, write him a script and just say, hey, read this? Uh, y- y- you know, he's seven years old. Everything is intuitive. <laughs> yeah. Everything is fresh. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, there's no, no, no much, much coaching that needs to go into it. But, yeah. uh... Uh, yeah, but that's my uh, that's kind of my approach in general. You know, I'm 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 the uh, master of the frame, so to speak. I I keep people, I I tell them to go back in, <laughs> but that's that's pretty much it. I let them do their thing. You know, once once they're once they're in a in a project that I'm involved with, then then you know I trust them. Cool man. Is yeah? this is this paying the bills, or do you have a like a side job or something else? I edit and I I. Uh, was fortunate enough to write a couple of screenplays for pay and stuff like that. That's cool. So, have you? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, maybe the the guys that do 300, uh, you know. Right, but it's still it, like something you can you know commit yourself to and make a decent living. Like you're make the same if you were to work like a normal job. Yeah, yeah. That's you know that's that's the idea. Uh, I mean, you have to make it. You know, you, you can't you can't you can't see it as a as a, a sidekick or like a hobby. Mm. I mean, you can if you want to. Uh, I don't. Uh, have you always been like into writing, or was it something that uh, you found later in life? Uh, yeah, I guess so. You know, I mean, you know, I wrote, you know, without, uh, with the risk of sounding like very tender and, uh, you know, poetic. I, I started. I wrote, I wrote poetry and short stories when when I was young. I, I'm from Israel originally, so uh, you know, I started that in Hebrew and whatnot, you know, and when I moved out here, it's a very visual place. Yeah. And everything kind of clicked together, you know, so <clears throat> I moved to screenplays and, and film. What, uh, 
we we actually got to let you go, man. Uh, it was great talking to you. We had a lot of fun. You you seem like a fun dude. Um, so why don't Stay you tell the, uh, tell the people where they can find you, and then we'll let you go and uh, promote whatever you want to Yeah, when the movie comes out, too. Yeah, yeah, let me plug it in. So uh, it comes out uh, this Friday, November 7th, and it's going to uh, play theatrically in L.A., a place called uh, Arena Cinema. It's going to play for a week. Uh, and you can find us at uh, facebook.com slash moons or at Twitter uh, at moons. And then it's coming out on uh, VOD uh, November 18th, so then it's going to be available for everyone. Pretty much because it's like Google Play, it's worldwide, and uh, iTunes and and whatnot, and then cable. Uh, awesome. I don't have uh, exact dates. Yeah. And today we just sold to Turkey. So if you're in Turkey, yeah. did you sell it to uh, Nef- did you sell it to like Netflix or Hulu? Uh this is this is kind of complex and going into the technicalities of it all. Basically, uh, when you sell to Netflix, you can't make a lot of money because um, oh, wow. it's a subscription-based okay. service. Oh. Yeah. So, so you keep it for last. Okay. Yep. All right. Okay, yeah. man. Once again, it was great talking to you. You take care. Same, same to you guys. All right. All right. Bye. See you. That was very good. Yeah, I liked him. He was he was fun. He, he was, was like kind of awesome. just like enjoying just like, the goofing around with us and stuff. Yeah. He was engaging with Frankie. Who he... wouldn't? Frankie's fucking <laughs> Frankie's a great guy. He just, yeah. He's got his head in the wrong place. He really <laughs> gave a real he's interview with lay Nick. Off the smack. Yeah, <laughs> he's really got to get his shit together. <laughs> Frankie, and... Frankie, if you're out there, he said what? he would put Frankie in a movie. Uh, yeah, that, so, so that's, that's cool. if you're out there, he's going places. <laughs> you're going places. Yeah, bro. Got you hooked up. Keep calling. Doing. You're doing exactly the right things in life. You're exactly where you need to be, Frankie Tube Steaks. <laughs> we love you, bro. Keep calling. So I guess we take a break here, kind of figure out if we're going to keep going or if we're going to wrap it up for the night. I mean, I we've done, we, you know, it's we've been done a, enough. We did do a lot, and Get it's kind of like, dicks. I feel I a little. Wanna, I did want to throw a little story in there about the, oh. the uh, surfer. All right, well, let's Oh, yeah, this. we will come oh, back oh, then. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll come back. So I there. forgot that, yeah. We'll uh, take a break and maybe we'll do another like thirty minutes for you guys. Yeah. So uh, we will so thank be us back by sucking our dicks. Yes. Right now, what's up, guys? We're back. We're gonna do probably a couple more minutes. I think our buddy Matt here has a story that he wanted to oh, share yeah, on yeah. the show. I have to share this oh, one. Oh God, uh, this is. I had like once again I was checking the the CNN app on my phone <laughs> and uh, I had seen this one called the head of this the. Headline for this story was, Man admits surfing a dead whale was a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) You think? Why? So the the gist of the story is he's hanging out with his buddies. They're in a boat. They happen to see a dead whale. One of his friends says, Hey, it'd be a good idea to get on top of that dead whale and surf the fucker. That is a good idea. That sounds like I would do it. I mean, it was a brilliant idea. If you said that, you'd be like, yeah, Uh, bro. I throw got back a couple beers. Yeah, let me go surf a dead fucking whale. (laughs) I would. uh, Anyway, he surfs it, and then once he gets on it, one of his buddies quickly realizes that there's a whole fuck ton of sharks swimming <laughs> around the dead whale. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't read the whole story, so I don't know how oh, it ends, but um, it's probably a happy ending. My yeah, mom, it, it says, so. my mom thinks I was an idiot. M-U-M. He's got to be Brits. Mums. My mom thinks uh, I was an idiot. He's Australian. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's an Australian. Oi, yeah. oh, no. 
<laughs> but I, I had to share that it was just absolutely ridiculous. That is amazing. That, that's, that's funny. I don't know well. where. Well, like I said, I would do that. I would be like, "That's a great idea, man." Let me just get on a dead whale and serve that Fuck fucker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing that could happen. What if the fucking thing is like so rotten when you jump on top? Of it, it mentioned like... it was a rotten cart cartridge. <laughs> yeah. Like, what if you like sink into it or something, and then you and now like... you're covered in dead whale blood. So, <laughs> yeah. Sharks, yeah. And, oh, they want that. Bro. And they're yeah. just gonna fucking ass rape the shit out of you. You're done. <laughs> Just forget it. <laughs> and sharks like can't see, right? Isn't it all like, they just smell, smell blood? Or, smell, yeah. dude. And I heard yeah. like it was like a drop yep. of blood they can smell from like over a hundred miles away. That's why you never go with your girl when she's on the rag, bro. You never yep. go to the beach. <laughs> you know. That's what I always just ask them. Like, you on the rag? We ain't yeah. going to the beach, then, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that simple. <laughs> well, you ain't getting in the water. No way. You fucking tan today, bitch. Yeah, you're, you're tanning. <laughs> your ass looks white anyway. <laughs> and never go with a guy with AIDS. No <laughs> way. <laughs> a gay guy? No, they're anti-weed a lot. Sharks are attacked. <laughs> attracted. Oh, the sharks, the sharks can okay. smell the AIDS. Yeah, the sharks and the AIDS and the cum it's and just the like bloody. It's just like bears with menstruation. Yeah. They can smell that shit. <laughs> or you don't go to a beach with a guy with Ebola. Ebola is something no, you No, you fucking take him to the pool. Take him to the pool. <laughs> <laughs> let the chlorine work on him. Yeah, let, the let him hug the little kids. That's yeah. <laughs> Kitty pool. Kitty pool, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Do they really got those kiddie pools where if you like, you Kitty piss porn? Them? No, 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 no. <laughs> they caught that. Pools. Where, they do. Where if you piss Download them, it. They turn like, the water turns like purple or something. That's connection. what they say. They have I have actually tested the theory and it is 100% true. Nice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I did. I thought it worked on urine, but it also apparently works on poo. Poo. Yeah. So <laughs> I, was, I haven't tested that theory. <laughs> I do know the urine one is true. Nice. So. True, true romance. I, I don't understand the concept of <laughs> of jumping on a dead whale though. I mean, I guess Japanese, because you know the Japanese hunt them motherfuckers like crazy. Yeah. I guess they like, oh, we shot this one, but it wasn't big enough. Leave it to <laughs> die. You know, like <laughs> the sharks will eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck so. that whale. Yeah, it's a pretty stupid idea. <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, even, even if you had a couple beers in you, you would have to still think, this is probably not my brightest idea in the world, you know? <laughs> That's what Nicholas should have thought before taking all that dick in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> and now look at you. I get tested. Yeah, well, you still got AIDS, faggot. <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what are you testing for? You have <laughs> AIDS. He was, he was saying, too, that, like, the drugs can, you can, like, take all those fucking medication and, like, and then it won't give AIDS to anybody. Yeah. But it, was, it was like, it's 97% safe. Well, that three percent says yeah, it's not it's safe. You got, if, if some yeah. girl, if some girl told me she had AIDS and she was taking a, a special drug that you you could still fuck, I wouldn't fuck her. I wouldn't. Do I, would, it. Uh, I, would, I wouldn't even let her give me a hand job, and that's yeah. safe. Yeah. That's 100% safe. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not one hundred percent. Yeah, what if she, she got a bloody nail? Yeah, or something? exactly. Fuck it. No, she didn't give me a hand job. Mm -hmm. What were you saying about Frankie? Would, would he fuck Frankie though? No, he didn't like Frankie. Oh, he said Frankie. No. He didn't like Frankie's you know HIV. Or how he felt about it. He's very oh, judgmental towards uh, Frankie. Yeah, that sucks. Frankie's like Frankie. just trying to reach out. Do, around he, to he him. He refused to do a uh, duet with Frankie because Frank, of he was on HIV. Frankie's a kindred and, uh, spirit, man. I know. He's, he's trying to reach around to him. <laughs> I mean, Frankie's going to get a movie. Towards <laughs> like that. Yeah. He's, he's, trying, he's a good guy. He was giving him a reach <laughs> around. Then Nicholas will be... Yeah, then Nicholas will be fucking hunting him down. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can get Tomer to cast. I should have asked. First. I should have yeah. asked Nicholas. To, 
I should ask Nick, when he got AIDS, was he pitching or catching? <laughs> <laughs> you, want, you wanted the call back? Catching or, or receiving? <laughs> no. No, I do not want the call back. I do not want to take to that motherfucker ever. <laughs> Why not? You didn't like Nicholas? And he said so he, gay. He said he, he got it in Taiwan, so I'm thinking it was uh, Ooh, it had to be like a, a lady boy. A lady boy. A lady boy. Or something yeah. like I thought it was. <laughs> they are nice over there. That's all I'm I know. I'm assuming it was a chick with a dick. Yeah. <laughs> the delicious ones. <laughs> He got drunk, he seen one of them, he's like, yeah, whatever. I don't know, would a gay Bad guy do cock. that? Well, yeah, I guess if there's a cock involved. Yeah. We should've, no, I should have asked more about it, like, well, who'd you get it from? Was it a I, monkey? Was it, <laughs> was a, it a, monkey? Boy? a lady boy? <laughs> it was a lady boy. A real boy. <laughs> they have that over there. Or did, you just, did you find someone herding rice, and you're like, yeah, that guy's <laughs> getting it. Just an old rice farmer. That's <laughs> an old rice farmer. He just raped him in the ass and got AIDS. That's what you get. You don't go over there and rape the locals. You faggot. I, I like uh, that that Frankie Frankie called in and started interviewing Nicholas Snow. He uh, he's, was just, like, he's got so he's I got have, depth to him, Frankie. Yeah. I have to say Those though, like questions. they yeah. tell you, like I don't know what his. He said he was over there for a while, but I know when you go to other countries. They guarantee they always tell you wrap that motherfucker like all the time. <laughs> That's like what you they get. Just give they you a preach, box of condoms. They pre they preach. I think in some countries they actually do give you condoms and stuff. They preach wow. that shit. You like, get I off know, the plane and they yeah, just yeah. have them. I know France it. personally. I know France is a dirty motherfucking. Country. Oh yeah, I think uh, I had their I, national anthem. Here. I, I like I like how he said. I like how he said. I had a rare lapse in sexual safety. <laughs> like, like a rare. What, what's rare? <laughs> one time and then what happened? That like, one hobo. He fucking blew me. No. Uh, no, I don't think it was rare. I really don't think it was rare. It's like, oh, I, I didn't have any confidence, but I really wanted that cock in my ass. <laughs> Who says uh, it was okay? I think on that note, 